You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. Taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, to the Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome, Bill, to the Break the Bell Podcast. How are all those beautiful bell breakers doing out there? Bill, you literally (laughs) just sat down as I clicked the button to start this, and I was like holding off. I'm just like... (laughs) 705, 705. <laughs> I hear the door. I can only hold so long. Yeah, I, I know. Sat I, down I, 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 I was rushing. Traffic was, you know, I, I left early today. You, you <laughs> left early and were later than usual. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's amazing how that works sometimes. So, it always drives me nuts, like, when you leave for work, like, five minutes later than usual, but you're always, like, ten minutes later than yeah. usual because there's that much more right. traffic. Right, it makes that much, yeah. 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 That was the nice thing with the lockdowns. If there was one thing is that you didn't have school buses to deal yes. with. Yeah, so. that's true. So, well, it's summertime. What, what school buses well, are no, you I mean, right now? Not now, not now. I feel now. like you're just fucking making excuses here. <laughs> well, then there was this comet that, like, just landed <laughs> right in the fucking road. And then the dog <laughs> ate my homework, and and there was yes, uh, yes. there was gremlins, and yes. I, I don't know. Then my my wife <laughs> something. To do with it my wasn't life. her. It was like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fembot. Oh God, that's creepy. <laughs> How is everybody doing out there? This is yet another live stream. If you haven't noticed already, we are we are here. We are here. Yeah. That's that's about all we can say for now. Is we're yeah. here. It, it was it's. We're we're kind of fried today, aren't we? Yes, I I was dead when I got home, and yeah. I was like, I still got to write a whole freaking yeah. podcast because I was kind of slacking this weekend. I had like a freaking headache last night, really? so I couldn't do any reading. But I knew the general concept I wanted to talk yeah. about. I just hadn't put anything on paper yet. So yeah. that's how it works sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So welcome everybody. Yes. Welcome, Bell Breakers. We will try to wake ourselves back up as we talk to you guys. Yes. Um, you know what we really need. What do we really need? We need some run-your-mouth coffee. We do. We do definitely need run-your-mouth coffee. Once again, this show is brought to you. Nice, nice transition, Thank by you. the way. I, I again, saw the opening. I had to take it. This this show is brought to you by run-your-mouth coffee. If you uh, labor through a hard day of work out in the hot, hot sun, what's a better thing to come home to to give you that that jolt of energy for, let's say, a podcast? A okay. live stream sure, podcast. Sure, no, I, no, I was leaning towards a, a, a beautiful woman, but or a beautiful. But you woman. said podcast, so yeah, I'm going coffee now. <laughs> we'll we'll go we'll go with the coffee for the podcast because I don't think you want to to be doing what you are. That's doing true. For, we can't podcast. I mean, it'd this is a different show. Yeah, this isn't um, 
OnlyFans or yes. anything like that. Yeah, yet. and we yeah. gave them enough with the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did get the turtle sex already. So yeah. uh, check out Run Your Mouth Coffee for your boost of energy as well as your chance to support free speech like we like to support free speech yes. because Run Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee company that does that. They make delicious coffee. They support free speech. And they do a fantastic job they of do. both of them. They do. Somehow. Somehow they manage to do great of uh, both of them. Oh, and, and like we talked, you know, free speech and coffee, they just go hand in hand. Yeah. It's like it's they, they're made, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Right. You know? it's right. And this week's show is talking about kind of the elimination of free speech. Yes. Or at least like the trampling on free speech. Yeah. So in that regards, I guess we should be drinking Run Your Mouth Coffee and promoting more companies that are willing to promote free speech because yes. they're far and few between anymore. Companies really that, are. that are actually wholeheartedly yeah. stand up for free speech yeah. regardless of what that speech is. I mean, it might be something you disagree with, but hey, they the right to, say, to say, say, it, say it, the right to say it is what makes this country what it is, you exactly. know? We're not freaking Soviet Russia yet. No, not We're yet. not uh We're not Cuba. Cuba yet. Yeah. Um, but that, like I said, that's what makes this country great. And yeah. so if we continue to have companies that support that free speech out there, my mics are really quiet right now. I don't know why. Really? Now they're allowed. Um, if we have continue to have companies that support free speech out yeah. there, then I, I guess. And I don't even know. I mean, unfortunately, you know, countries or companies should like really push like, hey, I support free speech. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, because we, you don't I'm know. not saying other country uh, countries companies, companies don't. Some. Support it, but yeah. you don't hear it like right. you they, hear Run Your right. Mouth Coffee. But, you know, in this day and age, that they really should. Mm -hmm. They should be out there and be like, hey, you know, free speech. Yes. This is who we are. Right. And, and you just don't you get You got that. plenty supporting, like, Second Amendment, but you don't get too many that are, like, right. pro-1. Yeah. You don't get, like, 1A, like, pro-1A <laughs> right. companies. Yeah. That's just not sexy. No. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so uh, check out uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. All one word, break the bell. I mean, it's three words, but well, yeah, but zero spaces in there. Break the bell. You'll get ten percent off of that purchase plus free shipping. And who doesn't like free shit? So exactly, or discounted shit. So tell them we sent you by entering that promo code rymcoffee.com. Anyway, I just I wanted to finish that before we got way off topic with yes. what you were talking about. <clears throat> um, that people may or may not realize that's kind of our whole original mantra of the show was like the whole never stop talking thing was right. yeah. like, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That right. type of sentiment. Yeah. Like the and, and, and we version. saw the, the, you know, the, the roots of this mm. last year, you know, when doctors would come out and say something different than the narrative. Mm. And then all of a sudden you couldn't find their videos on YouTube. And, and if you posted it, you know, Facebook would take it off and, right. and give you a strike. Well, that so. shit is coming back now because yes. there's this whole giant threat of like misinformation on social media, specifically regarding COVID nineteen, right? Because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely, like we all keep these saying, new new strains out there. Wow. Um. So some stuff that came up that not only Joe Biden and his stupidity said, then also his pre press secretary Jen Psaki yes. said came out and said some Circle stuff. Back Psaki. Yeah, and we're just like, what the hell is she even saying? And so that's what we're going to talk about this week. Um, once we get through. This pre-show, once we get through um, talking about all the the things that we have to say each week, yeah. um, or 
yeah, like telling you to check us out on social media, those kinds of things, the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Once we get through that, we're going to get into this main episode, which is talking about uh, state-sponsored censorship. Yes. Is, like, is, it, like we're talking like full-on Russian style. Yeah. Yeah, right. because there's a difference between a private company wanting to censor you and then the government telling those private companies you need to be censoring right. this person and this person and this person. And yeah. that's when it gets down a really slippery slope of like Soviet style censorship. Right. So and yeah. that's where what these people seem to be saying. So we're gonna get there. Yeah. First we gotta play an intro video. Are you yes. ready to play an intro video, Bill? I am always ready for the intro. All right. My my kids were singing this this song to me as before I left. Oh, just to, yeah. uh, to yeah. get yeah. you in the mood for it? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into the intro, then we're gonna come right back and talk about state sponsored censorship and okay. why you should be scared. Yes. Here be we scared. go. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, we are back, and we are going to talk as long as the overlords allow us to. Yes. I feel like, wouldn't it be convenient if this is the one that got us booted from platforms because we're talking about people <laughs> being booted from platforms? That, like, hey, you be... can't say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what? You can't <laughs> talk about us booting you from yeah. platforms. We're going to boot you from our platform. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like yeah. that that would be the way that it would go. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, 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 it has you, you to. You see it happen all the time, mm -hmm. though. You know. Yeah, it's just like we don't do that. You're banned now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be that would be perfect. It'd be actually. so ironic <laughs> and so uh, perfect too. And the the funny part is, the more they like ban people, the more credibility they give those right. people. Exactly. Because uh, you get like the the people like the Alex Joneses and and people like that out there yeah. that they thrive on that kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they make up that the government's out to get them a lot of times. And then yeah. when the government actually does come out and get them, it just bears credit to what right. they've been saying the whole time. It's yeah. just like, you know, you're just adding fuel to that fire. Yeah, right. You're, you're not doing yourself any favors by saying, by, by, by censoring this because yeah. that's what they were waiting for. It's kind of right. like, it's kind of like David Koresh with yeah. the, the Branch Davidians. He said... Told, I mean, he his whole message was the government's going to come in and they're going to kill us all. Yeah. So when the government came in, he's like, yeah. look, there they are. They're going to kill us all. Yeah. And then, I mean, right. whether he was right or wrong that that's what they came in for, they ended up all dying. So. Yeah, right. So he w ended up being right. Yeah. And so it kind of gave 
credit to what he was saying yeah, there, wh right. whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. So it, it's well, just and then uh, you know the most recent one that I can think of is that Gino Carano, yeah, on yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. coming out and saying you know that uh, you know certain party is considered almost you know disenfranchised. Yeah, you know similar how what the Nazis did the Jews, and right. then all of a sudden disenfranchisement. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's gone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like you you're not. Yeah, even if you're. Even if your side of the story is right, yeah. When you censor out sp specifically like conspiracy theorists and those yeah. those minded people, it's like you're just you're just making us yeah. think. Well, and or it, like you're giving us credit. You <laughs> are. And, well, yeah, yeah. You're you're giving credibil credibility to what we're saying, but like um, you're also you're 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 making enemies. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look at uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Right? right. She came out against Kamala Harris, and then all of a sudden it's like you know she's she's a pariah in the Democratic yeah. Party. But, like, her popularity has soared for independence. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, you know, she seems to be somebody who is, is not play, the, playing the party line. Right. Which is what people want. No, that's definitely where it, it seems to head that way every single yeah. time. And, yeah. like, I mean, that's... if you, I guess if you want to be really good at marketing yeah. your brand, right. just do something to get you kicked off yeah. of somewhere. Who, who is the... Um, Oh gosh, who was the guy that ran? Uh, did he run, or was he actual vice president? Um, no, he, oh, he was. He ran as a Al Gore's running mate. Oh, I don't remember. Oh gosh, what was his name? He was a. I think he was a senator from Vermont, and uh, he was a Democrat, and uh, and he ended up coming out and switching over to the independents. Really? Independent, yeah, and just said, you know what, the Democratic Party has just gone too too <laughs> extreme for me. Yeah. I uh, let's see. Is it like Lieberman? Joe, Joe Lieberman. Yep. Joe Lieberman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. Like I was saying, though, like we were saying. I mean, well, for example, like look at the crackdown after January sixth. Yeah. All their, all they did, like from a personal view, like side, like our personal side, is we just like formed alliances with all these right, other podcasters right. yeah. and all these other like contact we wanted to made probably <laughs> one way or another before yeah. um all of a sudden now we're all joining forces saying hey guys we got to stick together here so you're you're doing this you're you're pushing these bands back then was to fight the extreme minded or right, whatever right but all that you're doing is putting them in a corner, yeah. and they're going to find somewhere else. And yeah. then they're all going to gather like-minded. I'm not saying we're extremists. No, no. Based on their standards, we probably are. Yes. But based on our personal experience, I know the extremists out there probably did the same thing. They're like, well, shit, they're kicking us all off. Guys, we got to band together here and yeah. like find our own little community. Right. And they're just making things harder on themselves. Yeah. But they don't understand that. Yeah. So, But, but – uh, I like it though. Oh yeah, me too. I, I like it. I like that that we have found common ground with all the, these mm -hmm. other podcasters, you know, and, and libertarians, and that you know we we do have those those networks now, right. because, because then it, well, it could be competition, you know, like well, yeah. other right. other like minded podcasts. It's like, well, are are you fighting for those same listeners and stuff? But it's not really a competitive thing right. at this point. It's like. Guys, we gotta. Right. We're far and few between here. Yeah. We gotta all band together right. because we're a dying breed. Yeah. <laughs> These free thinkers out here are a dying breed, Bill. <laughs> that is the truth. So what? What sparked this whole, whole thing again? I mean, this seems yeah. like what the third time that you, I, this I year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What sparked it again was the White House coming out 
specifically Jin Saki. Then there was also the um, uh, the Surgeon General came out and was yeah. talking about it. And then Biden just ran his Biden as yeah. a mouth and just made the whole thing look yeah. retarded. Because can you say retarded? Is that is uh, that allowed? I, it's allowed here. I mean, I'm good with it. Are we going to get kicked off for saying retarded? No, I don't. Okay, think we're, <laughs> with everything we've said, I don't said think that's going to do it. Biden retarded statements. Yes, and just made the whole thing. I mean, if there was credibility to what all the rest were saying, right. Biden opened his mouth and it's just like, yeah, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's start out with this article. It says White House slams Facebook as a conduit for COVID nineteen misinformation. Of your experience of Facebook during this whole COVID pandemic, would you consider Facebook the conduit for COVID-19 misinformation? No, not at all. Haven't they been the ones that are always yeah. slamming every post? Yep. This this, uh, um, this here is missing be, some key information. This and key information, if it even says anything remotely close to vaccinations yeah. or COVID, you oh, get yeah. that whole COVID pop-up oh, yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Right. You get uh, Facebook had for a long time at the top. Click here to find vaccination yep. spots yep. near you. Um, yeah. So Facebook is definitely not the conduit <laughs> right. for right. <laughs> I mean, yes, there are people should not, I'm not going to say shitty people because there are people like us, shitty people like us on yes. Facebook that continue to push this misinformation. Yeah. But I don't think that's, Facebook, because I feel yeah. like Facebook's doing the most. I was going to say, yeah. People people are going to find um, what they're looking for right. on the internet. And it's not, it's probably not going to be Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, people may like post something that they've found on Facebook, but it's not coming as original source from Facebook. Right. I, uh, yeah. But I think a lot of. Most of the sheep go to Facebook for their sorts oh, of yeah, information, right. and they're the ones that aren't buying into our misinformation. Right. They're the ones that are like, "No, you got to get the vaccination because science said so." Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say uh, I'd like to see a breakdown actually of like generational, like where people get their news. And I would say the what what is the is it Gen Z? Gen Z is it, my kid's age. Oh, okay. Um, I would say their primary source would be like um, TikTok age is yeah, like Gen Z. It would be like uh, you know Facebook or I don't like, even think they use Facebook because I was Twitter. told Facebook is for old people. Oh, okay. Probably so, all from TikTok. They're yeah, like, probably oh, TikTok, on, Twitter. Yeah, I saw it on a TikTok right. video or YouTube. Yeah, like well, uh, some popular YouTube video person was saying this. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, it must be true. And like boomers, like my dad. Yeah, um, you know, primarily still get it from like newspapers and right. CNN and local news and There's such. There's still newspapers out there, uh, huh. unfortunately. Weird. So this one again says White House slams Facebook as a conduit for COVID nineteen misinformation. I'm going to share this. This is from Reuters. It says uh, in Washington on the 15th of July, which would be four days ago, Facebook is not doing enough to stop the spread of false claims Fucking about COVID. Facebook. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said on Thursday, part of a new administration pushback on misinformation. So this is their new campaign or pushback on misinformation. Beautiful. Yes. That's what we needed was yes. this new pushback yes. for mis on misinformation. Facebook, which owns Instagram and WhatsApp, needs to work harder to remove inaccurate vaccine information from its platform. What's, uh, I'm sorry. What, what's WhatsApp? Um, I think that's similar to... To uh, signal, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I sure. think it's I think it's kind of like okay. signal. Okay. She said 12 people 
This is my favorite part. 12 people were responsible for almost 65% of anti-vaccine information on social media. Misinformation. Anti-vaccine misinformation. It's not anti-vaccine information. It's always anti-vaccine information. Yeah, misinformation. because if it's anti-vaccine, it's got to be misinformation. Yes. But only 12 people are responsible for 65%. Wow. wow, that's huge. I want her to tell me who those 12 people are, yeah, because right? how do you fact-check something like that if she yeah. just makes a blanket statement <laughs> like that? Well, I'm willing to bet she makes up most of her stats. I'm sure. The finding was reported in May by the Center for Countering Digital Hate. There's a Center for Countering Digital Hate. Huh. We're learning something new every damn day here. But how is talking out against vaccines digital hate? I don't know, but it was reported by that Center for Countering Digital Hate. Well, it sounds hate. like they're not doing their job. No. <laughs> You're supposed to be countering digital hate. Hate, not vaccinations. Not anti-vaccinations. <laughs> but Facebook has, defu- uh, has disputed the methodology. No shit. <laughs> it's lacking key information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, probably. That's what it should say. Jen Psaki's uh, quote here is lacking key information. That's probably why she said that they're the conduit, because she's like, fuck them. <laughs> probably. <laughs> My information's good. All of them remain active on Facebook, Saki said. Facebook, so all, all 12, 12 of, of those people <laughs> okay. are active on Facebook. Okay. Facebook also needs to move more quickly to remove harmful, violative posts, she said. So that's Jen Psaki's statement okay. there, part of it, because there okay. was more to it. But she's she's throwing the bone or throwing the book solely at Facebook. Right. Right. Like they are harmful. These 12 people aren't getting kicked (laughs) off Facebook fast enough. Fucking Facebook. And we need to do something about this. The Surgeon General Vivek Murthy uh, also raised alarm over the growing wave of misinformation about COVID-19 and related vaccines, saying it is making it harder to fight the pandemic and save lives. Damn it. Shit. How many people has Facebook killed today? I don't know. Yeah. You ask Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he knows. Because it's probably 60% of That's what people. he said was that Facebook is killing people. Oh, absolutely. Literally, he said that. I, I believe it. I believe it. Americans are at risk, uh, the Surgeon General said in a statement. In his first advisory as the nation's top doctor under President Joe Biden, Murthy called on tech companies to tweak their algorithms to further demote false information and share more data with researchers and the government to help teachers, healthcare workers, and the media fight misinformation. Bullshit. First of all, we're not sharing data with the government to help teachers fight misinformation. We're sharing data with the government so they can put us on fucking lists. Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. It's not to so teachers and healthcare workers and the media can fight misinformation. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's yeah. It's just more data collection. That's Absolutely. all they want. Yeah. Hey, can can you guys give us some? You, yeah. you guys are collecting all that data. The right. stuff that they put freaking Zuckerberg on the stand for for yeah. collecting all this data. This guy's like. Well, can you give us some of that data? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I mean, can we have yeah, some of that? Right. We are the government. I mean, you and, know. And these teachers need to help fight misinformation. Right, yeah. So so we promise yeah. we're going to use it for the, for the, for good, the, of for the good of humanity yeah. <laughs> to save lives. Well, and, and it's like, you know, I just miss the days when the Surgeon General just dealt with cigarettes. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, seriously. But it, it's... Well, it's he he the, talks about that, too. Does he? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but it's like... They're they're trying to make it. They have to make it seem altruistic. Of course, mm-hmm. they're trying to to save lives because lives are in stake. Because otherwise, it just seems authoritarian, right? 
Because if, it is authoritarian. No, no, I know that. But if they try to frame it around the fact that they're trying to save lives, yeah. you know, that this is harmful to people, then it's for maybe, the good of humanity. Exactly. Ex- we're exactly. we're going to take your rights away. Yeah. Or the things that you're allowed yeah. to say away for the good of... Because you are a threat to humanity. But it all fucking goes back to the fucking Patriot Act. It does. Because they put it in place and people were like, well, I'm not a terrorist, so why should I care? Right. Right? And, not, and and no. this is where we've gotten to. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, so why do I care right. if right. they, they want to start um, cracking down on these, these crazy yeah. people that are putting lives at risk, making it harder to fight the pandemic and save lives? So it goes on to say, health misinformation is a serious threat, this is still the Surgeon General, uh, to public health. It can cause confusion, sow mistrust, harm people's health, and undermine public health efforts. Making us look like what? Like Fucking retards. Or idiots. I I gotta get away from the R word. (laughs) But you know, they never came out against WebMD. (laughs) When people have symptoms and they look up WebMD and they're like, shit, I think I have a tumor. Because that, that's harmful. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. It says limiting the spread of health misinformation is a moral and civic imperative. Ooh, an imperative. This is an imp- wow. moral and civic. Wow, that's yes. that's huge. He I said like it, imperatives. Yes. <laughs> he said in an advisory first reported by the National Public Radio. I think we're going to get kicked off <laughs> just because of how we're handling this. <laughs> Because this is just asinine. it's a fucking joke. It is. It, it is. is. And we're, I'm gonna. I'm. I have a whole segment dedicated to how much of a fucking joke this bullshit is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll get there. But I gotta. We gotta. We gotta share more of the joke first. Sure. 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 We gotta all be in on the joke before the punchline. The punchline comes okay. out, which we all know. We've all heard heard it. But oh, we, yeah. we gotta point out the punchlines again, just to to show that this is asinine and stupid. False information feeds hesitancy to get vaccinated. Or the the thought that... Are you getting spiders again? No. I'm oh, you're stuck. It's under your chair. There you go. Um, it says false information feeds hesitancy to get vaccinated. Or the fear that this vaccine that was pushed through in six months... Right. Yeah. Right. And all the, the side effects that are coming out from it, yeah. those feed hesitancy. Yeah. But you, you, uh, yeah. if you talk about those, you are... Feeding false information. Yeah. And, you know, I never, there was not one article I saw that made me be like, oh shit, I'm not going to get the vaccine because it might kill me. It's fucking common sense because it doesn't make sense. Nothing is consistent with what they're doing. Right. And so it's like, no, I don't want the fucking vaccine because I don't trust it. I don't trust the way you're pushing it. I don't trust them. I don't trust Trust the way they've handled it. None of it. You've made a political game out of it. Yeah. I don't trust it. You're, you're offering me Super Bowl tickets if I get one. <laughs> so I did see the the drugstore up the road was offering uh, a ten dollar gift card. I was like, really, ten dollar gift card? There's people on. offering Super Bowl oh, tickets. Wow, you're, you're phoning it in. God damn. <laughs> a Facebook spokesperson said the company has partnered with the government experts. So Facebook's kind of pushing back here. Okay. Saying um, health. Uh, authorities and researchers to take aggressive action against misinformation about COVID-19 and vaccines to protect public health. Says, so far we've removed, so this is Facebook's comments. They're like, so far we've removed 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation. That's that's impressive. Insane. Yeah. Removed accounts that repeatedly break the rules and connected more than 2 billion people to reliable information about COVID-19 and COVID vaccines across our apps. I believe that. I do, too. That's why I always say, yeah. 
This is a joke for you to call them the yeah. What they call them the conduit, the conduit for misinformation. Yeah. Right. They, it's just like yes, they have. I mean, to a flaw, to a terrible flaw, yeah. they have pushed this shit in your our face continuously right. for over a year now. So yeah, I it's just funny that they're going after Facebook. It is yeah, and you know this. While you're talking about this, this takes me back to what we were talking about with the. Uh, the um the infrastructure bill right and yeah what some of the things they're talking about one of the things being net neutrality if the government gets regulation over um communications social media through net neutrality then they could really put the screws to anybody who doesn't play ball yeah oh yeah that's why we've kind of been against net neutrality this this whole time because yeah. <laughs> because right. we don't want the government yeah. having a say in this frontier that's been the internet for yeah. For what thirty five? But the, 40 the years. danger is that the way they're framing it is, oh, we're coming out against big tech. Well, they're they're not really coming out against. They want to control big tech. They're coming out against you. Yeah, is what they're coming out yeah. against. But they want the power to control big tech. So this is where the Surgeon General talks about what you talked about. It says <laughs> on our to, on tobacco packets, they say that tobacco kills. The group's chief executive. Imran Ahmed told NPR, on social media, we need a Surgeon General's warning. Misinformation kills. Oh, God. <laughs> if I start seeing that, I, we need to make a T-shirt or something. Yes. Surgeon General warning. Misinformation kills. We do. We do. Can we, can we, let, can we, let's, we need to make one. Free thought in kills. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, something like that. We, we got to come up with something. I mean, it says U.S. COVID infections rose about 11% fr- uh, last week from the previous week. So they're on the rise again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> according to the CDC. Yeah, I, I, I read, uh, what, I think uh, England's about ready for a full lockdown again. Yeah, and so uh, L.A. is masked back up, I think, is what oh, I heard. Shit. Yep, it's all coming. It's all coming back. So there, that's it for that article. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. So that, like I said, wasn't all that Miss Ms. Saki. Is she a Ms.? Does she marry? Do we know? I don't know if Ms. Saki is. I don't know either. Um, but she she had a lot more to say. Okay. Which was... More bullshit? Was more bullshit. Like, some of the things she said was, like, if you get banned from one social media platform, you should be banned from all social media platforms. Huh. And then she goes on to say... Even worse things. So let me pull this one up. This one is from RealClearPolitics.com, which make politics real clear. <laughs> it says on Thursday, so this is White House. Saki says White House will make sure social media companies are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. So the White House is deciding which of the narratives, COVID-19 narratives, are dangerous Okay. And they're going to make sure social media companies are she, aware of them. She is married. Okay. That poor guy. Yeah. On Thursday, Saki said, the White House is working in coordination with Facebook to flag problematic posts that spread disinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. So hmm. not only do we have to worry about Facebook's algorithms that the Surgeon General came out and said, hey, we need to, we need to tweak these a little. All right. We need to... We need to bump it up a little. Not only are their algorithms flagging, according to Saki, the White House is flagging problematic posts. Oh. 
and sharing them with social media platforms and saying, you got to get rid of these. Oh. So now it goes from a private company deciding what we should or shouldn't get rid of to the government saying, hey, you you should probably get rid of this shit. That's scary. Yeah. That's where it goes from, like I said, private censorship to state-sponsored censorship. Yep. Yep. I mean, she's not saying we're forcing them to, but she's saying... The White House is working in coordination with Facebook to flag problematic posts that spread disinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. And, when, and, and I'm sure they're just stopping at COVID-19, right? They're not going to they're not going to go anywhere else, you know. No, not not like January 6th right, or right, right. or um, extremism or anything right. like that. So, I want to backtrack a little cuz we at, we were talking about why the hell they're going after Facebook here when right. Facebook is the one, like they said, they, they kicked off 18 million posts last mm-hmm. year. Makes me wonder if it's all intentional. So all of a sudden we'll get this big press release that Facebook is now um, working in con- in, in hand-in-hand with the government to, you know, making this big, right. like, hand-in-hand deal between Facebook and the government. So Facebook is sorry for being such a conduit of blah, blah, blah. So they are now working in coordination with the government. Because this says right here, the White House is working in coordination with Facebook. Yeah. So it sounds like that's where that's going. No, you're right, exactly. And now they have an excuse because they've been called out and they've been irresponsible. We're we're sorry for our irresponsibility and for... For for being responsible for all these COVID deaths, yeah. we are we apologize from the bottoms yeah. of our asses. So instead, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever they they're essentially becoming, you know, uh, part of the Gestapo. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I intelligence mean, agency. Yeah, they're getting the government I mean, contract is yeah, basically what right, they're getting. Exactly. So yeah, is what it sounds like. Saki said one false narrative they plan to go after is the claim that COVID nineteen vaccine causes infertility. We've talked about this. We have. And my my sister's doctor even said that it it's primarily in women that have heart issues. You just probably got your sister's doctor <laughs> flagged by Jen Psaki yes. for saying that. And I don't know what that doctor's name is. Well, <laughs> I mean, they'll, but, you, they'll yeah. Facebook will share the data with the government, yeah. like we said. So they'll find who your sister is and who her doctor right, right. is through yeah. shared data, right. too. Yeah. To yeah. keep people from dying. And, and yeah, and the doctor straight up told her, said, look, there's no rush to get the vaccine. Um, you can wait as long as you want. And right. So. Goes on to say, you all make decisions just like the social media platforms take decisions, even though they are private and different, she told members of the media. So she's talking to the media. You guys make decisions whether or not you should allow things to be reported. Social media should be making these same decisions. I'm dying, I think. We are regularly making sure social media platforms sure of the latest narrative dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans are seeing across all social and traditional media. So we are taking upon ourselves to share those dangerous, the latest dangerous narratives with all the social media platforms so they can see this coming and they can know how to stop this. Right says, it shouldn't come as a surprise that we're in touch with social media. In other words, we're, we're tracking social media. Yeah, right. Just like we're in regular touch with all of you. Just like we're <laughs> tracking all of you. And your media outlets about areas where we have concerns. That sounds like almost a threat to the media. I was going to say, all that scares the <laughs> shit out of me. That sounds like they're threatening the, the actual mainstream media, yeah, too. Right. Just like, well, 
I mean, you you know, you got to realize that we're uh, looking into their shit just like we look into your shit. And they're like, <laughs> exactly. oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're watching you. It says, she also said the State Department has found that Russia and China have promoted their own vaccines through messaging that undermines Western origin vaccines and health development programs. I have not seen anything on social media. And, and who the hell is going to be like, well, <laughs> fuck this American vaccine. I'm going to go get the Russian one. Right. <laughs> it, it, the China one where yeah. this right. supposedly came from. Yeah, they know, obviously know what they're doing. I want that one. <laughs> uh, None of it makes sense. Bill. No, it's not. It's just them throwing a bunch of shit up there. And knowing that it's going to stick to somebody. Yeah. Someone is going to see something that is going to apply to their paranoia, their fears. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, shit. Russia's trying to push vaccines? Right. Or, or be like, oh, <laughs> damn, of course Russia doesn't want us to get vaccines. Or or it's these right-wing conspiracy theorists who hate Joe Biden who want us to not get right. vaccines. You yeah. know, I mean. Yeah. No, and at one point, I can't find it in this article, but at one point she said, Oh, that was a there was another article. I'm not going to read a lot of it, but she said, uh, "This is a, a startling admission." Just talking about what she had said there about flagging social media posts. It says um, it was backed up by a 22-page health misinformation guidance issued by the U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. So not only did he come out and make these. Statements, but he also wrote a 22-page paper on Holy this, shit. in which he urged the social media platforms to impose clear consequences for accounts that repeated, repeatedly violated uh, platform policies. So now, government officials are coming out and urging these platforms to impose consequences, strict okay. consequences or clear consequences. So, so now, they're, I, I it, it's like. They're suggesting, but in a way, you know, when your when your wife suggests something that you should do, you know, I got to do this. Like, right. well, well, you could you could take out the trash right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but I don't want to. Yeah. But you, but you, you could yeah, take yeah. out the trash right would, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they suggest it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That they're really saying, take out the fucking trash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or else. Yes. There, there's always an or else behind that, and. When the government comes out on these platforms, first of all, saying that they are the conduits of misinformation and then turning around saying, you should impose clear consequences on this, yeah. right? We're suggesting that you do that. Then, yeah, there's the or else behind it. It's like, yeah. or else what? Even if they just cut them off from certain government tax breaks or government funding or – I mean, that's a make or break for a, a freaking multi-billion oh, dollar corporation yeah. like that that's yeah. been – Probably hand in hand working with the CIA and the government oh, yeah. for years anyway. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's a treasure trove yeah. for intelligence. Oh, I it mean, is. Why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, been, and, and we they, know where we know, you know, from past shows that we've done, we know Zuckerberg and his wife have sat in with, with Biden's administration right. and, and, you know, gone over shit. I mean, it's just. To me, I mean, it, it's it's been a no brainer, right? And we talked about this. When was it? Um, when there was different things popping up, and uh, I can't remember what it was. And we were like, um, that they were adjusting their algorithm. Remember that? 
they're always adjusting their yeah, algorithm. But but they're like specifically looking. Oh, it was the uh, it was the Joe Biden thing. Like when they were like, oh, they're, he, he's on a green screen or something like that, right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And we we're like, you know, anybody who shares that, you know, they're adjusting their algorithm to look for those people. Yeah. And, and so it's like anything in the last, you know, I would say the last year. I'm sure that's exactly what they've been doing. So they can do exactly this. Well, remember the the people that made the game plan for the election oh, said yeah. that they sat down with Zuckerberg this, and his wife. the social media. It was like yeah. yeah, the the Twitter guy and Zuckerberg and yeah. and to stop the spread of misinformation out there. So we we know they're working hand in hand with yeah with the puppet masters and oh, yeah. the people pulling the strings behind the curtains and stuff. What and now clearly with the White House, they're going to they're gonna play ball. Yeah. They're right. not they don't have the balls to stand up and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, right. You remember when was it Apple? It was Apple, yeah. Yep, yep. When there was, the, say that. <laughs> there was the whole terrorist thing yep. or it was like a shooting or yeah. something. Like they, we, we need, need you to unlock, to unlock this phone. Yeah. And Apple's like, Fuck you. That's yeah. that's the whole purpose of our right. our encryption is yeah. That's our selling key selling point is the encryption on our phones. Yeah. And they're like, Fuck you, we're not gonna do it. And so Yeah. And then I, they're like, Fuck you, we got Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, we need more companies like that. Yeah, right. That, that are willing to stand up and just be like, you know what? Screw you. It's, yeah. We're we're not going to play ball with this. Yeah. I I don't care about your or else's. I don't care about yeah. your threats. This is still a freaking democracy. This is still um, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a freaking communist dictatorship here. Right. A state a state ran corporation here. Yeah, but I mean, not yet. Not yet. They're but, working on it. Well, yeah, but you get closer and closer to that when companies like Facebook play yeah, ball with it. Absolutely. It's like we say when if you don't keep running your mouth, you're going to if you don't keep talking like yeah. our whole never stop talking, then eventually you're going to lose that ability. That's yeah. why you keep pushing this whole free speech thing. It's right. the same thing with these corporations. If these corporations keep bowing down to yeah. the state. Yeah. Then the state will eventually own them, right? Well, but just look at—I mean, not just social media. Look at the media, mm-hmm. right? I mean, nobody has any real respect for for mainstream media anymore, because that's exactly what they've done. They've they've you know capitulated to one side and kind of slammed the other side, trying to, and then come out and be like, "Oh no, we we just report the news as it pops up," and it's like obvious that it doesn't. But they have no credibility anymore. Yeah. And so who's going to want to go on Facebook and and do a political rant knowing that they're going to be flagged and and put into some certain group right down the road and or maybe be watched, you know, for the remainder have this this algorithm watch them and red flag whatever they say for future reference. Well, that's the point. They don't want you saying that stuff. So well, yeah, nobody's going to come right. out and Well, and exactly. And and say that anymore because we have come to the point where these platforms hold too much power over us. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's like when you are too afraid to say what's on your mind because mm-hmm. you don't want to get deplatformed because – and it, it's it's not like it's an illogical thought Yeah. because a lot of businesses cannot survive without their social media presence. Right. Yeah. So if your entire well-being is threatened based on you expressing your thoughts – then yeah, you, you're going to yeah. you're going to stop and think about those thoughts and be like, do I really need right. to say this? Yeah, 
do people really need to hear this? Is this worth me losing right. my well-being over yeah. this? And it's and that's 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 where we've allowed this to come, right? And it's it's the bullying that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not it's not everybody in a chat room ganging up on somebody for saying something, right? It's it's Facebook taking out out your account, taking out your business account, taking out your wife's account, mm-hmm. taking out your kids' accounts. I mean, it's your wife's business accounts, right? Right, accounts yeah. of people that are connected to your business right. account. Yeah. yeah, anybody who's had anything to do with your business account. Yes, I mean, so it's it's. I mean, what do you do with that? Well, even even Joe Biden is doubling down against Facebook. Okay, and this was is where. I said it just went completely off the rails because Joe Biden's quote is, they're killing people. Wow. Biden blames Facebook and other social media for allowing COVID misinformation. So it says, let me try to blow this up so I can read it better. My computer's not blowing up. That's all right. I'll share this one. This is from, uh, is that NBCnews.com? This one goes on to say, Uh, President Joe Biden on Friday criticized social media platforms like Facebook for spreading misinformation about the coronavirus vaccine. As is in... My thing is really squeaky. Listen to this. That is really squeaky. You need some WD-40. I know. I don't know why it's squeakier than normally. Normally? Normal. Squeaky mic stand got me distracted. Sorry. President We're Joe, back. President Joe Biden on Friday criticized social media platforms like Facebook for spreading misinformation... Even though Facebook, they don't spread it. See, this is this is the interesting thing here because we've had these court cases come out, yeah, where whether or not social media can be held responsible for certain things, and the the finding was they are not right. the authors, they're not the the yeah. producers of the content, they're just a a venue for it, yeah, like right. an avenue for it. So he's coming out and basically reversing this by saying Facebook is spreading misinformation about coronavirus and vaccines, even though Facebook is doing everything in their damn power to not. not. As his administration has blamed them for uh, stalling U.S. vaccine rates. So it's definitely Facebook's fault for stalling U.S. vaccine rates. Damn it, Facebook. He says they're killing people. Biden said when asked what his message was to social media platforms like Facebook on the spread of false and misleading claims about the virus and the safety of vaccines that prevent it. The only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated now, apparently. Interesting. So what about the vaccinated people that keep coming down with this shit? Yeah, what par- about the Delta variant that's not right. even supposed to be affected by beta? God forbid the beta comes yeah, out. right? Fucking beta. I mean, we got to watch out for beta. Yeah. But the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, yeah. according to Joe Biden. Right, right. Because they're the only ones that can spread it, and even to yes. people that are vaccinated. Right. And that's, uh, uh, they're killing people. <laughs> that's what he said. That was his response. He said it again. So he doubled down. That's on, probably, someone in his ear was like, bring it back to them killing somebody. <laughs> He's like, and that's, uh. Yeah, uh, they're killing people. They're <laughs> killing people. <laughs> Facebook took issue with the president. Really? I think I would, too. We will not be distracted by accusations which aren't supported by the facts. The fact is more than 2 billion people have viewed authori- authoritative information. Oh, I thought they were going to say authoritarian. <laughs> might as well. Right. Authoritative information about COVID-19 and vaccines on Facebook, which is 
more than any other place on the internet. More than 3.3 million Americans have also used our vaccine finder tool to find out where and how to get the vaccine. If I didn't know better that... If I didn't have this theory that they're playing ball and trying to come out, right. like I said, and be yeah. like, we're sorry for... Let's let's join forces here and fight this. If you, I didn't, I would think Facebook's like, dude, what the f- what the fuck? Why are you coming out against do me? Do you think that this is a fake fight? Yes, I do. So that people Absolutely. will be like, oh shit, well, well, I can trust Facebook then because I, they're not absolutely. playing ball with the the gov- the president. So yes. That, yes. That's what it seems to me. It's like they're they're trying to pick this fake fight just to make it seem like they're not in bed together. That, or like like we said before, to come out later with a big, um, shiny hallmark yeah. moment and yeah. be like, "Oh, we're sorry. We are shake hands with the president. We are now in cohorts right. with, yeah. with what the with what the science says, right. and we're gonna crack down yeah. harder." One way or another, this is all. God bless you, Mark Zuckerberg. One way or another, this is all bullshit. I I, I don't. No, it is all bullshit. No. But if it is, if it were real, which it's not, if I was Zuckerberg, I'd be like, "What the hell, dude? Yeah. Why is everybody (laughs) attacking me? You know what, Mr. President? You can't (laughs) use my Facebook anymore. I'm sorry. Right. Kick him off Facebook. Yeah. We don't want your type. Saki said the White House made a number of recommendations. To Facebook and other platforms to address the spread of misinformation, including oh, good. Good. removing those 12 people. <laughs> a spokesperson for Facebook responded, saying the company has taken aggressive action against misinformation about COVID. It's just like a back and forth, like, nuh uh, uh huh, nuh uh, because then yeah. Saki came out when asked Friday whether the White House found those actions sufficient. Saki says, Clearly not, because we're talking about additional steps that should be taken. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Huh. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, I. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. It's just stupid bickering. Yeah. Bullshit bickering. And, again, it's all just a facade. It's yeah. all just a, a game face yeah. to, to make us feel like that they're not either not in bed or so they can get in bed with each other or come out as in bed with each other mm-hmm. later and be like, we're now working together, guys. Yeah, right. So, mom and dad have made up. Yes, they have made up. So, it talks about like a growing wave of misinformation. I I couldn't find it in the article. I can't find where it says it in the article, but they talk about this growing wave of misinformation across these articles, right. across the Surgeon General, Jen Psaki, and Joe Biden saying, they're killing people, man. That's all he could say. Come on, man. They're Come on, man. People. They're killing people. What are you, some kind of crackhead? They're killing people. <laughs> growing wave of misinformation. Let's talk about growing wave of misinformation. Starting with the beginning of COVID. Right. We had Nancy Pelosi dancing in Chinatown, right. saying everything is safe here. Yep. It is completely bullshit for you to think that there's a problem yeah, here. Right. It is xenophobic to, yep. so we're gonna have a party in Chinatown. Yeah, would that be if, let's say, like uh, Alex Jones went to Chinatown? It's like, look, guys, everything's safe down here. Wow, that's a really good impression. Right? I've been working on that. Actually, I haven't worked on it in a while. He would get flagged for misinformation. Right. Yeah. Because they'd be like, no, bullshit. Everything's yeah. not safe. But Nancy Pelosi, a little yeah. more than a year ago, was down there saying, everything's fine. Yeah. We're in Chinatown, which 
isn't China. So right. I'm it's, not sure how. Yeah. If she thinks Chinatown is actually China. <laughs> she might, <but> yeah. <laughs> what about, do you remember when they said COVID could survive on surfaces for mm-hmm. like up to 30 days? Right. So there was a whole chart on different surfaces yeah. and how long. Like cardboard could, yeah. was yep. one, yep. so people were scared of yeah. the mail yeah. right. and packages yep. People and would wash off their groceries when they got them. Well, then do you remember when they said, COVID is not transmittable on surfaces, only through the air. All right. Yep. I mean, yes, science does progress. Yeah. But also, sentiments progress when political mm-hmm. things change. Yeah. Right. So, like, for example, hydrochloroquine is good. Right. Which, in, like, March or April of last year, they said hydrochloroquine might be a good thing. Yeah. And then when Trump came out and said, they said... They said hydrochloroquine might be this good, this bigly, bigly thing. And they're like, whoa, shit, hydrochloroquine's bad. Yeah, and and then nobody can get hydrochloroquine. Yeah, his doctor's a witch doctor. Remember that guy who, um, he died from taking hydrochloroquine from like a, it was like a fish tank or something? (laughs) he just took like straight hydrochloroquine. right. Like injected it or drank it or something? Yeah, Yeah, and then died and his wife is like, Donald Trump's a liar. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's, but that's misinformation. Yeah, but. So, so yeah, politically it changes because right. it was the officials that were mm-hmm. saying, hey, this might be a good thing. But then yeah. when Trump said it, now all of a sudden it's a bad right. thing. They're saying, oh, he's saying they should inject, like, bleach in their... Right, right, uh, yeah. And all, he, and all he did was, was ask the question. Yeah. Be like, when they're like, oh, well, maybe we can find something we can inject in people. Yeah. Right? And then everybody's freaking out and be like, oh, my gosh, they're saying he should <laughs> inject bleach. Yes. <laughs> Or, or when Fauci said that uh, that masks were not necessary. Fauci said masks weren't necessary. Then Fauci said masks are necessary. Then when it came out that it's not on surfaces, but it's only airborne, now we should wear two masks. Right. Then Fauci came out and said, if you're vaccinated, you should be masking up in public. Then a yeah. week later, he came out and said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear yeah. masks at all. And then he said, well, me saying that uh, about the two masks, uh, that was just political theater. And then he came out and said that when he said that masks weren't necessary originally, it was so that hospitals <laughs> would not um, be too low on supply. So he was trying to make sure hospitals had their supplies. Do you know what political theater, another word for political theater is? Bullshit. Misinformation. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Misinformation. Yes. COVID-19 misinformation. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, is it killing people? Probably not to wear more. I mean... It could be because yeah. we we had saw that study where some parents had sent in their kids masks yeah, that right. they wore one day at school. Not yeah. like it wasn't, or they washed them every day or something like that. It was like freshly washed. Yeah. It wasn't like they wore them like an entire week straight. And they sent them into lab to get tested, and it had like all these other virus right. and bacteria in them. Like um, there yeah, was, it was a, like a strep, strep, strepto, a bunch of streptococcus yeah. type things. Um, there was, oh, what's the meningitis? Yeah, yeah. There was a variant of meningitis. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty much saying that the humidity or the, the moisture in the mask caused yeah. these things to kind of to grow on them. Because if you yeah. were just they – said, they said these bacteria stuff weren't on their clothes. Yeah. It was just in the mask because the the moisture and stuff, which we're probably spreading mis- misinformation by sharing this stuff. Probably. Somebody's going to say that. Because that ha- has not been Fauci-approved information. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm sure those people disappeared. Or but Fauci changed information on a regular basis. It, I, yeah. And and then he would be like, oh, well, well, the science has evolved. We didn't know about it. Right. And then it's like, but isn't that misinformation? Right. <laughs> or, or the blocking of information just because yeah. you deemed it misinformation. Yeah. Like, 
Look at the lab leak theory. Yeah. That was blocked for like six months. Yeah. Like, no, it came from bats in a wet lab. Well, yeah. what if it, what if it came from this? Yeah. I mean, you have senators. What was that? Cotton guy? Senator oh, Cotton? Yeah. Right, right, right. That said, what if this came from a lab? And they're like, conspiracy theorists. He, he didn't even say yeah. it did. He said it was a what if. Yeah. And people like that were getting kicked off Facebook. Yeah. Who, the you know, the conduit for misinformation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these companies changed their policy because yeah. we're like, well, what if this yeah. came from the lab? Maybe it's possible. Yeah. The, yeah. the same questions. Yeah. So when that kind of censoring happens and then it comes out, well, that may or may not, not have been true, we yeah. should – then why should we – when when it's flip flopping like that back and forth, how do we even know it's misinformation in the first place exactly. to share? Right. It's just based right. on whatever they're telling us. We're yeah. we're supposed to buy into that hook, line, and sinker because it's yeah. for the good of the people. Yeah. What was it? Uh, um, oh gosh. Oh, uh, right after the election, mm -hmm. uh, like November eighth, November something like that. Yeah. Um, like people were calling Biden president. Right. And uh, Candace Owens had popped out, and she's like, look, he's not president yet. Yeah. And Facebook flagged her. Right? <laughs> they, they said it was misinformation. They gave her a strike. Yes. She sued him. Yeah. And did she ended up winning that? She did. They ended up coming back, and you're like, you're correct. He's not president. He's just the the, the results aren't in that we're, we're calling him president-elect. And so, but that, but that, but that kind of thing right there, it, yeah. it's, that's ignorance on the truth factors. And it's fact checkers. It's all for political gain too. Yeah. The the information when information changes based on political theater mm -hmm. yeah. or political positioning, right? Then you're not doing it for the good of the people. Yeah. You're doing it good for the good of your politics, right? And, and even if even if you are like censoring things for the good of the people, that's that's not yeah. democracy. That's right. not free right. speech. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's but but everything with COVID, I mean, same thing with the mask. You know, everybody is all about like, oh, well, you should be able to make your own choices for your own body. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Right. Now you need to wear the mask for the good of the, the, the people, good of the whole, the whole. You, know? you need to get vaccinated for the good of the whole. And what does that sound like to you? <laughs> like communism. communism. Yeah, right. it does. That's not it's not a free nation yeah. anymore. It's and we talked about who was that guy that. That said that a little bit of liberty is being stepped on for the good of right. yeah. the, the the whole society yeah. Yeah. Is, is acceptable. Yeah. I can't remember. We talked about it with uh, Matt yeah. right when he was on. Yeah. I can't remember what who, and, who and, said and that. Anybody who, you know, didn't want to wear a mask because it was their, they were called selfish. Right. You know, they're like, oh, well, you just you didn't want to kill grandpa. Oh, right? Of course. Obviously, we got to kill grandpa. Everybody wants to kill grandpa. Um. I think we're about due for a break. I, I want to come back. I want to dig into this whole thing that I was leading up to, this whole, like, almost seeming like it's, like, Soviet-era censorship right. or communist. There's yeah. this whole—it's called the communist theory of mass media. Yes, you sent that to me, and it was interesting. And it, it kind of ties—feels like that's the direction we're going. Yeah. So I, I don't want to dig into that too much yet because we are— due for a break shortly, so we might as well get into break now okay. instead of cutting that, that in the middle. And then we'll come back. We'll talk about um, some of these these moments in history of where the media was censored for 
the good of the people or the good of the community or or whatever. And it is. It's straight up communism or or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the the Nazis even followed this communist theory of mass media, even though they're the opposite of communists, supposedly. So we're going to get into a break, though. We will be right back to talk about more about the state-sponsored censorship that we are. I think we're going to see it more coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just suggesting now. But usually they start with suggestions, and then they start cracking down on things. Yeah. So, and I, I have um, something that uh, I had sent to you at one point I wanted your opinion on that. Okay. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll jump into that, too. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get into break, Bill, and then when we come back, we will continue this shit. We awesome. will have an opportunity for call-ins. I'm going to post the Zoom link in the comment section, so make sure you check that out. Call in. Tell us yeah. how you feel about this. Tell us if we're just completely off our rockers, because we probably are in a way, but I, I feel like okay. we're on to something. Yeah, it's, it's okay to be off Jump off the rocker with us. Yes. Uh, Colin, we'll post that link. Otherwise, we will be right back in just a few minutes. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. One of these days I'm going to get my buttons right. (laughs) One of these days. The thing is I got them named way too similar. I've got like pre-intro, pre-show, post-intro, intro, all that we need stuff. to take a page from COVID and call them like Delta, Beta, yes. <clears throat> yeah, India, or, or I could just number Brazil, them. <laughs> or I could just number them. I guess you could do them. that. But then I forget where I'm at. That's all right. I guess we are back um, on that ridiculous note. I thought I'd make a smooth transition, but it was very much an unsmooth transition. That's all right. How's everybody still doing? Nobody's really talking too much tonight. Hopefully, you guys call in. The the Call-ins are open. The Zoom link is posted in the comment section on this video. Yeah, we want to know what you think about this. Yes. Join the conversation because I I know if we're thinking about it, other people are thinking about it too. Because it's interesting. It seems like even if it's something that I think, like obviously this isn't 
something like an original thought that right. we're having here. Like, yeah. er, I mean, this stuff comes up and then um, people start freaking out about this yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Which, uh, rightfully so. Yeah. But there are some topics that we start talking about together and we do a full episode on. And then somebody else comes out with the same exact. Yeah, episode. right. Right. It's something that it's just like, oh, this would be a really unique episode. And then yeah. somebody else starts talking about the same thing. It's yeah. like. Well, I think was it was it last year this time, or uh, maybe it was earlier in the fall, in the early fall. I remember we would do an episode, and then like like Jen Glenn Beck would do like mm. the same topic like a week later. But his would release before ours would release. Yeah, right. Well, God right. damn it! I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it seems it always seems like that, or somebody. Else. And it's it just makes me think that hey, we must be on the right page yeah. if other people. And, are and again, about this it. this stuff here, you know, with the the social media crackdown, mm-hmm. you know, we saw some of this last year. We saw some of this after the election. Some of this, you know, January six. A lot of it January. Yeah, 6th. a lot of it January six. But when when the government is like making suggestions to a private company yeah. to do things, and they're working hand in hand. That's scary shit. Yeah. Because, again, that's state-sponsored. Yeah, because even the January 6th stuff, it was the social media companies, yeah, whether we knew, whether it was happening in the background, the government right. pushing this or not, as far as we knew, it was the social media companies just coming out and cracking down. Right. But now it's them just coming out and saying, yeah. you got to do this. Yeah. This, you have to. You're killing people if you don't do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. That's the um, – or basically – not basically. Joe Biden literally said, "You're killing people, man." Yeah. So, um, that's interesting. You brought that up of how uh, the social media companies were doing it already, and now mm-hmm. it turns into. The, I I oh, I can't talk. Before we get into some of this other crazier stuff, I had this article entitled, "Can social media sites be held accountable for users' posts?" So this is kind of what I was talking about, where they're kind of throwing around this idea in courts a right. few years I ago. I remember saying that. So uh, I just want to kind of read through this. I, my, I guess my question is, should social media censor some stuff I mean, or it, be allowed – or should they allow or not allow certain things? Should right. they? Yeah. Uh, um, I, and in that vein, I, I, I think, you know, I, I think they – if it if it is truly a market of free ideas, mm-hmm. right? Like it's supposed to be wide open, then I think they have to allow it and, and let and let the people sort it out themselves. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean. So if white supremacist dude comes on and starts saying, "Hey, fuck all black people," and threatens to lynch somebody, you think it should be the masses that should come out, right, and be their responsibility, right, to. It, if Facebook is truly what it says it is, then yeah, absolutely. That's a very libertarian standpoint there. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but what what my shit? I was on a train and I I forgot. I don't remember where it was going, but it was a good thought. Shit, it'll come back up. Maybe, maybe. Did it have to do with social media sites being accountable for users? Oh posts? yeah, right. Because isn't that what they did to Parler? Mm-hmm. I mean, par- basically, they held Parler accountable for all the the planning of January sixth that happened, and so they they shut them down. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, right. And that was bigger private companies, right, saying, "Hey, you can't be on our platform yeah, anymore." Right. They actually got taken off servers, like their Amazon servers, servers right? Exactly. Yeah. So 
This one is from nexus.jefferson.edu. So it's a new one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just seemed interesting. So I'm just going to read some a few points out of it. I'm not going to read the whole article. But it says, during the presidential campaign, some debate centered on the future of Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act, a decades-old law which says that sites like Facebook and Twitter cannot be held responsible for the content of user posts on platforms. In legalese, the regulation holds that no provider or user of an interactive computer service, which that's very decades-old type of mentality there, an interactive computer service, (laughs) like you don't really think of it that, I mean, that just sounds like a boomer mentality. (laughs) Shall be So no provider shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So the person who makes the statement or publishes the statement is the one who's responsible, not the, the provider, service right. provider that's allowing it. What, what, um, what section is this? This is Section 230 of the Communication okay. Decency Act. Isn't that the same section that Trump was trying to have repealed um, back in, uh, I think it was October? Probably, yeah, because... Uh, and, and then they shot him down on it. Well, yeah, because they were censoring him. Right, what, right, yeah. Because this also gives them the right to basically shut down whoever they right. want to as well, because yeah. they're a private entity. Right. says, as the issue carries over after the inauguration of President Joe Biden, who has indicated that he is open to tweaking the existing liability. They're, they're all about tweaking, they aren't are. they? They're, they're, they're very tweaking liberal with their tweaking. algorithms, tweaking their existing liability laws. says, it is worth examining what Section 230 means and what may happen in the future if it were to be altered or, as some hope, eliminated altogether. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Like I said, I'm not going to read the whole thing. <clears throat> says, there are essentially two areas of controversy. First, under Section 230, the social media sites are not responsible for defamation posted by a member who posts on their sites. Lane draws an analogy, whoever Lane is, I, I don't know. I don't the guy, know who Lane is either. Evan, Evan Lane, director of the university's Law and Society program and faculty director of Arlen Specter Center for Public Services. Arlen Specter, wasn't he a member of the Klan? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Explains the nuances of an issue that could impact the course of national conversation moving forward. So he's the one kind of bringing up all these, like, what-ifs. Gotcha. Like, bring up the controversies of it. It says, Lane draws an analogy to help explain what the law means. If a market sells bad fruit, both the market and the grower can be held responsible because they are liable for that product. However, social media sites such as Facebook and Instagram do not sell the content. Rather, they are just a place for other providers to provide content. Right, yeah. We are losing our connection. What the hell? Uh, I don't know. It seems like right after break, every time, we end up losing our connection. Seems like we're still streaming, though. Let's see if I can find (laughs) where I was. All right, here we go. The second area of controversy occurs... When these sites ban or limit a third party's comments. So this is where it's getting into what Donald Trump wanted to get rid of. Because there's the one side where they can't be held liable, but then there's the other side where sites can ban this stuff. And that's what Donald Trump was refuting because Mm -hmm. Donald Trump wants the one side where he has the ability to say whatever he wants. But he doesn't want the other side of this act, this section, where he can get kicked off for saying these things. Says the second area occurs when these sites ban or limit a third party's comments as 
being a violation of the site's terms and services. What many critics get wrong, according to Lane, is claiming that this is a First Amendment violation. A private, as private entities, the First Amendment, which regulates government action only, does not apply. Therefore, the sites are entitled to censor or oppose, or as opposed to the government, which cannot in most circumstances. So the government can't censor, but private entities can right. censor. So in, what he's saying here is that makes us not a First Amendment thing. Because you can say, you can have a business, somebody comes into their store, and you can say, I don't want you wearing white shirts in here. If not, I'm kicking you out of the store. Yeah. It's like, well. I, I, no, I, and I understand that. But when the government is saying, well, yeah, that that look, that, we really suggest you don't have people with white shirts in yeah. your store. Yeah, when the government starts leaning into it, right, then it's no longer the private entity, right. It becomes the government, right, and and then that becomes a First Amendment issue. Yeah, but then they're just saying, but in partnership with, they're not saying right. we're telling no. them to. It's in cooperation right. with those, and, those and illegalese terms right. that they get away with. Total bullshit. According to Lane, on the other hand, though. Uh, although it is well recognized that the First Amendment only applies to government action, future Section 230 legal arguments will likely focus on the Marsh versus Alabama at um, trial as legal precedent for extending the Constitution to private entities. This one's interesting. It says um, people argue that when this case hits court, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are like Marsh. Okay, so what was the Marsh? It says. In that case, the Supreme Court held that a person distributing religious literature on the sidewalk of a company town. You know what a company town is? No. It's like basically a town that – so like a big corporation like goes into the middle of bumfuck nowhere, and then right. they like buy all this area oh, for, gotcha. for housing and stuff for gotcha. all their workers. That's a right. company town. So oh, that okay. town is now part of the privately owned company. Gotcha. So the town is a private entity. Okay. So it says in the the case held that a person distributing religious literature on the sidewalk of a company town had First Amendment protections. The term company town describes a municipality, God, I can't read today, where a private company owned everything from banks to grocery stores and established uh, onerous rules to control speech according to Lane. So basically... Is a person then protected by First Amendment in that town where they're on private property owned right. by yeah. a private entity? Right. Says the argument was that they became a quasi-government and were acting in that fashion. The Supreme Court agreed. So the Supreme Court came out and said, you still have First Amendment rights because they're acting like a quasi-government in that gotcha. si situation. So. There, he's saying in the future, in future like Facebook-related cases or incidents, it's going to come down to—they're going to use this for precedence. Right. It says people will argue that when this case hits the courts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are like Marsh, the person that sued, and that social media have taken over as the place where people speak out since there is no longer—this is no longer happening on Main Street. So yeah. this is now turning into, like, the pe place where people's right. voices are heard. So they're using— yeah, kind of that same precedence there, right. and saying, "Hey, they they might have a point here. Yes, mm -hmm. it's private, quote unquote, privately owned, but this has become such a big, giant right. thing here right. that this is now a quasi-government yeah. or whatever." Right. I mean, is there another platform like this? Uh, right. I mean, of this size. I mean, we know that there's MeWe, whatever that is. <laughs> right. But I mean, of this size, is there another platform mm -hmm. that somebody would have? To, I mean, they 
they say that, they're like, well, I'll just go on your own platform, though. Right. And then we see what happened to Parler. Right. Says the argument is that they have now become the political forum and should be held to the First Amendment standards. It will be very interesting to see how the courts rule in the future of this. So these are a few things to think about when you're thinking about should right. or should not Facebook be allowed. Right, right. Should they kick certain things off? Should they not? Yeah. And I, I thought it was interesting that you said, let the masses figure this right. out. I mean, you see Facebook bullying or Facebook masses coming out right. against opinions all the time. Yeah. Let them decide. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's a public forum. Exactly. Let the public decide. determine their fate. Right. The problem is, though, Facebook, like our government, doesn't trust the masses to mm. make the right decisions. No, you're absolutely right. Because we're all too stupid. Exactly. We're all too stupid we, we to come up with our own decisions. We can't take a look at the data because we wouldn't understand it. Right. Right. So let's get into that because I got some stuff to talk about that. Man, isn't that great how we like yeah, work it, like that? We, we don't plan that. We actually don't plan we this really out. We don't plan anything. Yeah, I, I write <laughs> notes down. You show up at the last second with with a few articles that you're like, hey, we should throw this in there. I'm and like, you're like, fuck. Damn it. I got notes, man. Yeah. I got fucking notes. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into this communist theory of mass communication or yeah, this, this was so interesting. Soviet media theory. What I mean, it's, it's called by a couple different things. Right. I get that a lot of things we tie to like communist Russia. Yeah. We're not like we're not like the Red Scare, like blacklist people, like everything's communist if it's not America. We're not that. Right. We're not, yeah. Right. But, for some reason, it always like ends up falling back on these comparisons, right? And do we look for them? Maybe, but maybe subconsciously. Um, I, I don't. It's feel, possible. Yeah, but I, I think we're looking for connections, mm. and and they yeah, we all keep finding them. Damn right, it. exactly. We keep finding these connections, and we find that they're rooted back in this communist. Revolution that take took place back in 1917, and just even like certain sentiments, like when they're coming up with this stuff, yeah. it's just like when you read this, it's like that's what they think of us now, right? <laughs> so, right, right. So the this one right here is from business businesstopia dot net. Some new new sources here. Okay, yeah, we'd like to branch out some. It says communist theory of mass communication. And I'm going to tie this all back together. It's not just going... I mean, there is a reason why I'm tying this in, obviously. Yeah. So this one says, The communist theory of mass communication came into being along with the concept of communism. No shit. Makes sense. Yeah. George W.F. Hegel and later Karl Marx with Engels were the people who thought of the theory in the 19th century. Mass media, in the view of Karl Marx, was supposed to be responsible for socialist system of governance... And communist media was supposed to help in implementing social policies. That's the purpose of yeah. mass media is to implement social policy. Right, which makes sense. Like no other purpose. It's not for entertainment value. It's right. not for spreading any other source. Of, it's for implementing social policies. And, so and we see that. We with, do. With our media. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's not like. What if there's uh, these other policies? No, it's right. like for communist theory of mass communication, it was everything was focused on 
the right. implementation of communism. Right. <laughs> Nothing else was, no other alternatives were out there. There wasn't yeah. like podcasts you could go listen to. It's just like, you know, that kind of sounds like a good idea too. Right. There wasn't another political party out there that's like, you know, he kind of makes some good points. No, right. it was mass media focus is to implement yeah. social construction of communism. Yeah. Says the communist and Marxist government rule and communist theory of mass communication was practically used or practically used by the then Soviet Union, Russia, in 1917. Thus, the theory is also known as the Soviet theory of mass communication. Says the government controlled all the media according to this theory and had absolute power. The theory was implemented to help in achieving the communist objectives for the benefit of the people. No, of course. You hear, you feel that sentiment? Yes. With all this stuff with um, Jen Psaki or mm-hmm. whoever, it's just like, this is for the good of all of us. This yeah. is to save lives. Right. Like, people are dying because right. of this information. This is, we, we have to crack down on this for the benefit of the well-being of the people. Right. It says, media is taken as a part of the state and the communist theory. The ownership of the media is with the state, and the country runs the media as per the wishes to fulfill their propaganda of control. The Communist Party owns all the media of the country. That's the difference we have now. Quote-unquote, supposedly, right now, the state does not own the media. Right. They just have them in their pocketbooks. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Have them. I mean, it's just a money laundering scheme, like an offshore account or something. They don't technically own them. No, no. It says, uh, media is supposed to work for the betterment of the state, communism, and whatever the elite communist party tells them to do. Sound familiar? Yeah. Deterring the growth of communism is taken as a crime. We don't see necessarily, like, different media being taken as a crime. We do see them saying, you should crack down on this shit. You should implement... Um, what was like punishments or or yeah. whatever? It's not a crime here, right? But yeah. you are seeing in other countries, right? Absolutely, you're seeing in like uh, like hate crime bills for right. social media in like Germany and France and like even yeah. Canada and stuff like that, where this stuff is yeah well, becoming we, crime. We talked about yesterday um, a little bit about Cuba and yeah. how they're they're limiting um, you know what people are saying about the the protest mm-hmm. and that. There was one guy in the interview who said that, you know, he doesn't want to stream because then they'll get his location. Yeah. So, and uh, one of the articles had been like uh, 140 people have gone missing. Wow. Because of, you know, different social media posts. That's crazy. says, criticism of small parts of the government work is accepted. I don't agree with that. I don't don't think think any criticism is accepted. But criticizing the state as a whole is prohibited in the communist theory of mass media. I think the theory might state that, but I think right. the implementation right. was, if you criticize the government at all, you just disappeared. Right, yeah. Well, and it, it probably de- really depended on who was the leader at that time. I mean, maybe originally that's how it was. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a little a little give to, you know, maybe criticize the government, but then you get guys like Stalin in there, mm-hmm. you know, and you're toast. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole thing here, is when you <clears throat> implement these things for good right quote unquote yeah the next leader comes in that's not good right completely uses that yeah. and builds on it right. and uses it for bad and we'll yeah. see that i'm going to tie this to the communist party and i'm going to tie it to nazi germany because i can yeah <clears throat> it's my show i can and i'm not doing this to say oh these are a bunch of nazis like they did with trump for the last right. 5 plus years right. um but there is 
there's ties here. There, right. There's there's president. Yeah, there there's there's something to be said here, and yeah. there's connections to be made. Here, are this one. Citizens are taken to be irrational and stupid, and masses are kept away from the government. That sounds about like what Biden would say. Biden, um, Gavin Newsom. I was about to say Gavin um, Newsom. There, there, there's all kinds of the the people that wrote that whole uh, the Time article about the the game plan to win the yep. election. Right. They yep. basically said that people that democracy was too fragile to yep. leave it to the people. The the demos that you yeah, know, like yeah. the rule of the people is too fragile to leave to the to people. The people. <laughs> right. So we're all too stupid and irrational. Yeah. To make to really understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah. This is straight from this communist media theory. Yeah. And you see it again when Biden was given his pseudo State of the Union when he comes and he's like, you know, we are the people. Yeah. Right. Right. We are the people. We, us, the yeah, government, is right. what he said. These people up here. Yes, not you. We, the people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, too irrational and stupid, and are kept away from the government. So there's that whole giant divide there. Like yeah. we make these decisions because we are all knowing. We, yeah. we make understand. the 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 good for the good of the people. Yeah. You guys benefit from that. You dumb little people down there. Yeah, right. You benefit from our wise decisions. Yeah. So it says, um, the difference between authoritarian theory and the communist theory is that authoritarian, in authoritarian, there is private ownership of media, but in Soviet communist theory, the control lies in very small number of leaders in the Soviet communist theory. So the Soviet Union. Right. Government is taken as the most superior, powerful, and important than all, including media. So authoritarian theory is kind of the same thing. Mm. There's private ownership, but they tell... The authoritarian leaders tell them what they can and can't say. Right. In communist theory, they tell them what they can and can't say, but they also own the media. There's no private, so it's virtually the same thing, just right. just different. Yeah, yeah. Semantics. And, you know, and it's so funny because people were so concerned about Trump, you know, that he was limiting the government, mm-hmm. and and or he was limiting limiting the press, and he I was definitely got that on my list. Too. Okay, well then I will we hold will get off. There. Yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. There's the whole. Trump's basically Hitler because Trump wants to like um, limit what the press can and can't say. And then right. now, fast yeah. forward, we're limiting what people can and can't say because it's the good for the, it's, it's for, the, for good the good of the, good of the people. people. In the Soviet Union, media was used to educate the workers to their developed skills and tried to show the problems of the working class to the leaders by taking feedback from the citizens. Do you think that actually happened in the Soviet <laughs> Union? No, not at all. I think there's some really like commie yeah. sentiments going on I in this so. article. But, oh, um, please. Um, and and you, what do you think is wrong with society? Uh, everything. The government. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to put you in our waiting room over there. (laughs) (laughs) New technologies of mass media were controlled to control the mass. That sounds about right. New technologies of mass media were controlled by the government to control the masses. That makes sense. So mass media was controlled to control you. Yes. I see that now. now. At least I see it coming. The theory took other theories of mass media as having bourgeois features. That's... Like the fancy yes. elitists I, I is like what that. that bourgeois. Yeah, I mean that's a communist thing. Like yeah. here in America, we call them the elite or right. um, the blue bloods or or yeah, yeah, whatever we call them. The the gray people, the <laughs> the you know yeah, lizard people. Right, that's them. In communist 
Russia, it was the bourgeois. <laughs> um, so th they took other theories of mass media as being bourgeois. So if you're not following this communist sentiment, you're like just like propping up the elitists. Yeah. So the whole thing was, oh yeah, this is for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. That's wh that's how they got this across. So it, there's a couple features of the communist theory of mass communication. Criticism of communist ideology was taken as a crime. Again, it's not taken as a crime here, but criticism is taken as misinformation or fake news. Yeah. You know, it, like any criticism anymore is fake news. It's fringe conspiracy theory. It's, um, you know, it, it's misinformation. It's dangerous misinformation. Right. Yeah. There's no criticism anymore. Right. Yeah. Because if you criticize what the government's saying, obviously that's just fake news or that's right. that's just Yeah. You're you're dangerous. being mis you're misinformed in your opinions. Yeah. Or you're misinforming in yeah. your danger. Right. Now. Yeah. And you need to be censored. Yes. It says it helped the working class to work better <laughs> is what they thought. Oh, of course. And highlighted their problems and made people aware about communism. I don't think that's what it did. I, I think if you went and talked to any of the working class and said, did this help you work better? They'd be like, no, no, it didn't. Yeah. If anything, maybe it, because it made everything look like everything was flowers and rainbows. Like, yeah. oh, the government loves you. Yeah. They didn't portray the government in any sort of bad sentiment. It was just, yeah. oh, oh no, everything is good and hunky-dory. says the theory was a positive one as it tried to ensure truthful information and not let the information get manipulated by private media houses. Hmm. So the government takes on this role of, oh, we're, we're going to squelch the flow of manipulated private media. Right. Sound, sound familiar at all? Yeah, right. Like, like it is our duty as the government yeah. to decide what's truthful information yeah. and not let information be manipulated to you. So you yeah. only get the truth. Yeah. yeah that's exactly, that's exactly, what, that's they're exactly doing. what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing here. Yeah. When they're saying, oh— you guys don't understand the dangers, like right. like sowing confusion to the masses right. here. So it is our duty to flag these posts mm -hmm. and say, "Oh, this this shit's dangerous. You probably shouldn't read this." Right. So then it goes on for to some criticisms of communist theory of mass communication, which I have plenty of them. Right. It says propaganda based information is only delivered. The information might be false. Yes, I. Think there's propaganda when it comes to COVID nineteen. Lots right. of it, absolutely. Yes, that the vaccine is pro. All the shit around the vaccine is propaganda. Yeah. Right. These that new strains. Yes. Are, yes. Propaganda. Mask was propaganda. Yeah. Like shutting us inside for yep. the good of grandma. That was all propaganda. Yeah. No media can criticize the government, and the government will not get the chance to improve. So, the media sources aren't the like gotcha moments right. where. They are here. It's like, oh, that guy right. is a shitbag, right. and he cheated yeah. on his well, wife. And that's the thing; they're not the bastions of truth that they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, they're not. They're not able. They're not holding the government accountable like mm -hmm. they should be, which is why there is freedom of the press in the United States. Right. And we're seeing that now. Like all the mainstream media is just pretty much glomming on the yeah. government's dick right now. Right. Especially, I mean, obviously Fox News isn't, but it's the other side of the coin. Right, exactly. They're Yeah, and they're glomming on the right side of the mm -hmm. deck. says there can be m many restrictions, and there is a concept of punishment. Yeah, punishment if you do something wrong or say report the wrong things. 
the leader is taken as the greatest, and citizens are not given importance. That's a whole, hey, you're all stupid right. mentality. Yeah. I mean, the leader thinks he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at um, not G- Gavin Newsom, but on the other the other side, Cuomo. Oh, right. Cuomo right, right. thinks he is oh, like yeah. God's gift to humanity, right? Even though he killed, literally killed grandmas yeah. <laughs> right, with right. his policies. Yeah. The media cannot play the role of watchdog. We talked about that. They can't be the ones keeping everyone. The media can't keep the government accountable mm-hmm. if they're ran by the government. Yeah. That's like having like. Um, Having an internal audit of your company policies right, right. by somebody in your company. It's just like, yeah. obviously, it's going to be biased information. Yeah. The development of the nation depends on the characteristics of the leader. So, again, right. what I said, it could be a good thing to start. Right. But then it turns into an ugly thing based on the characteristics of a leader. Right. And you will get CNN saying that same sentiment because mm-hmm. when they're screaming at Trump for being a Nazi for right. wanting to censor the media and then turning around and saying Joe Biden has every right to censor right. the media. He's doing it for the good of the people. Right. Yes. So that's that's that for that article, this whole communist theory of yeah. media. Um, there was a little bit in this other one. It's called the Soviet media theory, which is the same same damn thing. Okay. I only had a couple things in it. It says, the government undertakes or controls the total, total media and communication to serve the working class in their interest. In their interest. In their interest. Yes. I always find the irony in that. The government media provide positive thoughts to create a strong socialized society as well as providing information, education, entertainment, motivation, and mobilization. I think... We almost heard that exact thing. Yeah, when they were saying collecting data, mm-hmm. sharing data with the government, and whatever have you for the education of uh, COVID misinformation. Yeah, we saw all that stuff. Providing information for education and blah blah blah. We saw that with Jen Psaki's right. like freaking sentiments up there. Yeah, back in the first half. Critics of the uh, Soviet media theory say Soviet media theory looks similar like authoritarian theory, but the core part uh, is different from each other. In authoritarian theory, it's one-way communication. There is no feedback allowed from the public, but in Soviet media theory, it's a two-way communication. At the same time, the whole media is controlled or works under the leadership. (laughs) So, again, I don't think you're going to talk to any... Yeah. person from former Soviet Union say, oh, no, there was that, that two-way communication where yeah. we expressed our feelings back to the government. No, right. it was all just propaganda yeah. being right. shoved in their it was ears. Like, you, you, you feel this. Yes. You think this. Right. What You don't think that? Uh, step over here. What do you think? <laughs> says private ownership is not allowed, which leads the press without any restriction, and it can serve people without any authoritative blockades. No, this is, again, Soviet sentiments here, right. like yeah. communist sentiments here. Under communist theories like Soviet media theory, the journalists or press should support the leadership rather than be a watchdog. So they say whatever the leadership – it's not supporting right. the leaders. It's doing what they fucking tell you right. to. Yeah. And that's that's where this whole flowers and rainbows that, that they push in the theory of it. Right. The theory sounds great. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this it, theoretically, this would be a good thing. Theoretically, right. communism would be a great right. thing. Yeah, on paper, it looks fantastic. Yes. 
until you throw people in the mix. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you get selfish fucking people right. or crazy freaking dictator leaders right. like Joseph Stalin's yeah. or yeah, Ka- Kamala Harris's or something like that. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah. then it just turns into a mess. Yeah. So I, I said I was going to tie um, Nazism into here too. Yeah. If I can find the article. Hang on. Because, I mean... There's connections on both sides, which is funny because they always say communists are the opposite right. of Nazis, which yep. we, you talked about. It's just a perfect circle. circle. Yeah. yeah, there's us down here in the middle. You got all the way on this side of communism is authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. All the way on this side of Nazism or whatever. Fascism. Fascism is authoritarianism. Right. So it all ends up right back in the same spot. Exactly. Just different, yeah. different direction for the same spot. So this one is a lesson learned from 1930s Germany. Beware of state control of social media. And this was written a couple years ago. This was written in 2019. So um, this is kind of comparing what happened then to what was going on with the people calling for social media censorship back then, which, again, it just goes in circles. It just it loops back. It circles back like Saki. (laughs) <laughs> right. That's why she brought this up. That's, She's that's circling back. back from 2019, yep. like way back. Way back. So this first statement says, Our way of taking power and using it would have been inconceivable without the radio and the airplane, says Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels. So he said without without radio, we couldn't have gained right. the power because we couldn't have influenced the masses the right. way we did. It's interesting how... Um, the radio that how the country took control. This is what I want you to see here uh, over the radio stations, because it says radio um, only became central to Nazi aims after Hitler was elected chancellor in 1933. But Goebbels quickly exercised power over the medium because the state already controlled its infrastructure and content. <clears throat> so Hitler was only able to do what he did with the radio because the state had already taken control Mm-hmm. Of the radio waves. That makes sense. Before Hitler ever came to power, before the Nazis oh, okay. came to power, the government, the state, had already taken control of it yeah. and said, this is ours. The Kaiser already had it. Yeah. The, okay. It says state control over radio had been intended to defend democracy. Oh. It unintentionally laid the groundwork for Nazi propaganda machine. That makes sense. <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. it can start off as right. a good good yeah. idea. For the good theory. of the people. And then eventually the yeah. wrong person comes in yeah. and turns this into a nightmare. Yeah. And, you know, and after we've talked about FDR, mm-hmm. this whole move this last year with COVID and everything that's been happening, I think has been the biggest shift of the government that we've seen in a long time. Since probably FDR. Yeah, probably since FDR. And even even Biden is trying to do that, trying to create all these different, you know, um, conservation cores and and yeah. whatnot. Yep. And and so and now he's trying to lay the the this this um, like infrastructure for for social media and mm-hmm. getting their hands on that to suggest certain truth finding things. Yeah. And it's like it, and it's just building on each other. It's building Non-stop. back better. It's building back better, <laughs> and it's going to fuck us all in the ass. Right. So this says, radio emerged as a new technology in the 20s, and the bureaucrat tasked with developing regulations for it in the Weimar Republic, Weimar Republic, Hans Bredow initially had high hopes. 
He thought the radio could broadcast education and entertainment to bring German population together after the divisive loss of World War I and believed that radio should not broadcast political content, fearing it might exacerbate an already, an already febrile environment. Initially, he allowed private companies to broadcast, and only from the mid-20s on did stations start to air some news. This seemed dangerous to Bredow and other officials who worried the news would stoke uprisings and anti-democratic sentiment. So you can see where they're starting to mm -hmm. wanting to regulate what's going right. on with the radio waves for the good of democracy. Mm -hmm. Because right. democracy is fragile when left to the people. Right. Because people don't know what they're doing. Yes. So good sentiment here. He's like, hey, let's not air the news. Right. Let's just entertainment, yeah. education, stuff like right. that. So, Absolutely. So people don't get too pissed off. Says Weimar bureaucrats began exerting ever greater state supervision over radio content to try to depoliticize it. So they're kind of yeah. doing the opposite. They're in a political way depoliticizing radio. Right, right. When the government makes moves to depoliticize, it's a politicized thing here. And that's yeah. that's kind of what we were saying at the beginning, how all you're doing is making by like repressing some of these certain people yeah. with the loudest voices, all you're doing is giving them more of a voice or giving them credit or right. yeah. <laughs> credence to what they're saying yeah. here. And Yeah, and you see that all over the Weimar Republic. Yes. It says, as the Weimar Republic began more and more political be became more and more politically unstable, Bredow and others pushed through reforms in 26 and 32 that mandated direct state supervision of radio content. So this is where the Weimar Republic took over the radio waves. It wasn't right. the Nazis that took over the radio right. waves. Yeah. It was them who believed that increased state direction would prevent the Weimar democracy from failing. Hmm. So by... Doing this anti-democratic yeah. push here, you were somehow preventing democracy from failing. Yeah, the things we talked about. Well, and you, you know, it's funny you you saw a little bit of that. It never went anywhere. But mm -hmm. back when Obama was president, they were trying to make it so that um, every radio um, station that had a conservative radio host, mm -hmm. right? Say like somebody playing Rush. They had to balance it out by having left wing yeah. also. Oh, yeah. And so they were really pushing this bill to get that, that you know, radio neutrality, I guess, is what you'd call it. And uh, fortunately, it didn't go through because... That would have sucked. Well, it would have sucked because, um, for whatever reason, right wing radio does much better than left wing radio. Well, I think I've told you this before. There was a local, because I used to listen to talk radio. Mm-hmm. But in the afternoon, earlier afternoons, they had a local talk radio guy, and he was super right wing. Yeah, Christian. I I want to say Trump supporter. He might be a Trump. He this was before the Trump days, so oh, who knows? Okay. But super right wing. But his co-host was very left wing. Yeah, and it played well. Right, like they did a good job of it. Yeah, but then the station decided, um, you know, because this was mostly play this whole station typically played um, uh, the Michael Savages, the Glenn Beck program, the who's the other one? The, it was the Rush. Fox News. Oh, it wasn't uh, Rush. Hannity. 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 It was yeah. Hannity, then it was then it was um, Glenn Beck, and then it yeah. was Michael Savage. They're like, we got too much right wing on here already. So they fired the host, the right wing guy, and kept the left wing guy there. Yeah. And guess where that program went? In the shitter. Yeah. Like, real quick. Right. It was a good show, too. Yeah. I mean, there was... 
a lot of bickering back and forth between yeah. them, but that's what was good about it. Yeah. But then they made this decision and they went in the shitter. Yeah. Says ironically, this effort played right into so we're talking about um them taking control of the radio, the right. Weimar Republic. Says ironically, this effort played right into the Nazis' hands because they were trying to keep democracy from failing by taking control of the radio waves. Right. Made it easier for the Nazis. Made it easier. It says the Nazis could seize immediate control over radio content when they came to power because the state owned the media right. at that point. So Nazis came to power, were elected into power. All of a sudden, now they own the media because of democracy. They saved democracy. Thank God for that. <laughs> so even Goebbels, the propaganda guy, said, hey, if we, if we didn't own the media, right. we'd have never been able to do what we did. Damn. And the Weimar Republic is saying, we're doing this to save democracy, yeah. to keep them right. from doing what they're yeah. doing. And, and the Nazis are like, keep doing it. Yep, dude, yeah. Like you made that, our job That guy easy. behind the tree, you know, and that... Yes, <laughs> and that meme. Yeah. It says, Breda was in prison for trying to stand up for democratic values. After World War II, he helped to reestablish radio in democratic West Germany. There is now even a media institute in Hamburg named after him. Mm. <laughs> if I was a radio company, I'd be like, fuck you, you ruined this in the first place. <laughs> right. The Nazi example, though extreme, and it is an extreme example, obviously, but it says, reminds us that well-intentioned laws can have tragic unintended consequences. Huh, funny how that works. I feel like we say this a lot. Yeah, right. They just say it a lot more clear and intelligently. <laughs> well-intentioned laws can have tragic unintended consequences. Yeah. Like when we talked about... People calling for martial law during the protests. Like yeah. when we talk about people calling for censorship yeah. on social media. Yeah. Well-intended laws have, can have tragic unintended consequences. The law also enables officials to prosecute people who spread false statements. Oh, okay. So this is talking about uh, now nowadays. It's talking about... Um, where was it at? It says, Singapore, for example, has passed the Protection from Online Falsehoods and Manipulation Bill, allowing the country's government to require platforms and private chat apps, such as WhatsApp or Telegram, to remove what the authorities see as false statements. So the authorities get to make these decisions right. of what's false. Yeah. The government, the Gen Sackies that are flagging posts from the White House, says the law also enables officials to prosecute people who spread those false statements, although the law does not define what... It means by a false statement. So, again, what did we say about loose definitions? Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. can basically put it, whatever it across whatever you want in there. Yep. Says the deputy, direct, deputy Director of Human Rights Watch Asia Division told BBC that the law was a direct threat to freedom of expression and is something the entire world should be alarmed about. So we're talking about, hey, it's not a crime here, but right. you look at in Singapore, they're coming up with these protections from online falsehoods and manipulation mm -hmm. bill. Sounds yeah. like what Jen Psaki's talking about. Yeah, right. This allows them to throw you in jail for falsehoods and manipulation Yeah, with no definition of falsehoods. Right. That's coming to a country near you yes. soon. Very, very, very near says German politicians drew their own lessons from history to try to protect democracy again. Uh, Germany's yes. trying to do thank, it again. Thank God. In 2017, Germany passed the Network Enforcement Act, or the Netzwerk der Zunzegets. <laughs> sounded like word. the uh, Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> Look at this word. It's like 45 characters. <laughs> or NetzDG, for short. <laughs> says the law requires social media companies 
with more than 2 million unique users, such as Facebook, uh, in Germany to remove within 24 hours flagged posts that violate any of 22 different statutes of German speech law online. Well, thank God they're protecting democracy. Yeah. Germany hasn't learned their lesson no. because this is how their shit got taken, the, got first taken time. the first time. The statutes range from incitement of hatred and distrib distribution of child pornography to blasphemy. Any violation would draw up a fine of up to 50 million euros. Blasphemy? Yeah. Bla define blasphemy in right? Germany. Yeah. It's not really an overtly religious state. Yeah. It's not like the Vatican or something. $56 million per post the Holy platform can get fined. Holy shit. I, I can see when I said, should anything be up for grabs in the masses, just child pornography is the one thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree like, with that, yes. If it's a blatant crime— Yeah. Then, right. I, I, and then is it still is it on the social media platform to catch that or is that something that I I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. Again, I would I would hope that the masses would report it. Yes. At that point. But yeah, I I see. I think social media platforms should kick that shit off. Yes. No, I agree with that. <clears throat> so there is something. There is something. So known colloquially as the hate speech law. That that act was arguably the first and most wide-ranging effort by a democracy to hold social media companies responsible for speech on their platform. Many signed a declaration that the law jeopardizes the core principles of free expression. And it does. Yeah, it this, does. This one sounds exactly like what Jen Psaki's talking about because yeah. she talks about flagging posts for yeah. social media. This says within 24 hours, the social media platform has to yeah. remove a flag and, post. And I can totally see them going, you know, seeing Germany's law and be like, you know what, that that looks good. We need to do something like yeah. that. Or get fined $56 million. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. That is insane. So that's where we're headed, folks. Yeah. And I well, and I believe I, I had read, read an article, and I think I sent it to you, that India has also enacted a similar law. Yeah, yeah, you sent me something like that where, yeah, imprisonment for false information yeah. or something like that. Says some West German politicians across the spectrum had an earlier era, or had in an earlier era argued for a militant democracy. Does that not sound ironic That's to an you? Oxymoron. Where rights such as free speech could be curbed to guard uh, broader democratic norms. That's that sounds <laughs> horrible. That sound. I mean, you can't throw the word democratic in there, and yeah say that this is a democratic move because yeah. that sounds exactly like that yeah. socialist <laughs> exactly. media theory. Uh, yes, we're going to arrest you because you're a threat to the freedom of others. <laughs> yes. Rights such as free speech could be curbed to guard broader democratic norms. That's bullshit. It says freedom of speech has boundaries, according to this militant democracy, <laughs> the tradition of the militant democracy. Good thing they learned their lesson. Yes. At the same time, many worried that the law provoked the Streisand effect. Barbara I think so. <laughs> it says the idea that censoring or re removing information actually publicizes it. The, the shit we talked about. Right, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just gives them credit. Gives them yeah. Gives yeah. them credit. It says, just after Net Net's DG came out into force in January 2018, a post by Beatrix von Storch, a prominent politician from the far right alternative for Germany Party, or AFD, was removed from Twitter and Facebook. The media devoted much attention to the incident, including the post content. So mm -hmm. it yeah. pushed more, like he got more yeah. 
Which which people have said that that is that is Trump's um, mo. It is. Like, it, that's I, a, I've what, I've said that. It's yeah. just like Trump just says this shit, so people yeah. will talk about it, right. and then he wins. He gets yeah. free publicity yep. all the time. Yep. Says we need to be wary of the long term consequences of state control over content. Yes, that's where they should have ended. Yes. Because then it goes on to say the online world of social media has many problems and far more neo-Nazis than we might wish. <laughs> Action is needed, but the actual history of the Weimar in Nazi Germany can help us think more critically. Where they should have ended this article was, we need to be wary of the long-term consequences of state control over content. Yes. You don't need period. to throw in that other shit there. Period. That's what yep. this focus should be on. It says in the long run... They must be careful not to undermine the freedoms and the political system that they seek to protect. That's a good ending right there. Yeah. They at least ended it there. Yes. What was that what was that quote that I had said that was I was like, hey, they, they said this way more oh, <laughs> smartly eloquently, eloquently yeah. than we did. That like good intended yeah, right. policies leads to tragedy lead, can lead to Oh yeah, right here. Uh, well-intentional laws can have tragic, unintended consequences, mm -hmm. depending on who's right, who's in the charge. leader, who's in charge at the time. Yeah, like the horrible Nazi Donald Trump. Yeah, you wanted to talk about Donald Trump? We got a few more minutes. Yeah, we got about ten more minutes in this. Let's yeah. talk about Donald Trump. Sure, because you brought it up. You said, you know, this guy just wants to censor media. He's right. a Nazi. He they compared him to Hitler every yeah. step of the way because he's a white supremacist. Yeah. He's a Nazi. This was an article taken straight out of 2017 mm -hmm. when they thought he was a Nazi. Yeah. This article is from US News. It says history repeats propaganda and the destruction of the free press. Oh no. So this is a bad thing when it's Trump. Right. But it's yeah. a great thing With when it's Biden. for the good of the, good people, of the people or the good of democracy. Right. So let me pull this one up. It says it's a tactic that Hitler used as he came to power, and the polls show that it still works. Yes, this one, <laughs> this one will piss you off. And I'm not going to read the whole article, but it says what he didn't point out. It says President Trump on uh, Sunday leveraged a recent political morning consult poll to prove a point he's been trying to make for months. It is finally sinking through. 46% of people believe major national news organizations fabricate stories about me. Fake news. Even worse, lost cred, the president tweeted. What he didn't point out was this mistrust of the press has been largely of his own making. So he's saying 46% of the people don't trust the media. Yeah. I say rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yes, absolutely. Like we said, they glom on politicians' yeah. dicks. Right. They they only report what yeah. what their side is saying and yeah. is being told to say. And I don't think at all it has anything to do with uh, Trump's own making because mm. we saw the way they protected Obama before right. Trump even became in. And they protected Trump. And this was my big criticism that they, they protected Trump through the whole primary process mm -hmm. Because they knew that he would be a weaker opponent against Hillary. Right. And then when it came up, they turned the tables and they went straight after Trump because yeah. they thought they could manipulate the voters. Well, because Trump was a joke for a while. And oh, they, yeah. They even called him I the Donald. Trump was a joke. They called him the Donald. Oh, yeah. I remember listening on NPR, I think it was, and they're like, we got to stop making this a joke and calling him the Donald and right. realize this is an actual yeah. 
yeah, a contestant here. They did, and, and they and every debate. I mean, if he went after somebody, they gave him props for going after somebody. If somebody went after them, they were bullying him. Yep, and and that's how it was. This is funny to me because it says the mistrust of the press has been largely his own making. He and his advisors fermented Lugan Press. The concept of lying press made famous by the Nazi party in Germany during Adolf Hitler's rise to power to undermine journalists covering his presidential campaign at every stop. So he's saying they're they're saying the mistrust in the fake news was all him making this up and convincing the people. Then it goes on to say. The process was accelerated by Facebook and Google, two companies that control information and access for millions of people, and allowed fake news to be presented unfiltered to voters around the country. Hmm. So him saying fake news is something made up in his head. But when it's other news on the right. other side, well, Google allowed fake news. So mm. now fake news is a real thing. Right. Yeah. It's like you put these two things in the same Right, article. Article here. Yeah. It's like fake news isn't real. It's made up, and he may he he said that he he's the one that convinced his listeners or his right. his voters constituents, his yeah. constituents that fake news was real. Yeah, but Facebook and Google accelerated the spread of fake news. Yeah, right. With unfiltered fake news to voters around the country. Yeah. Right. You see, you yeah. see the freaking hypocrisy here. Right. Yeah. I, this it pisses me off because fake news ain't real, but Google pushed fake news. Yeah, right. How yeah. dare Google push fake news? So down here it says first the the Nazi party allowed a coarse, uneducated leader to rise to prominence on white privilege. Wow. See, nationalist wave. Second, so this is like have you seen <laughs> have you seen nineteen thirty Germany? Yeah. Was there a lot of different races in there? I mean, you had no. the Jews and you had the Germans, yeah. and that was about it. Yes. So a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of white people. So, okay, so this says there are five basic highly effective moves that allowed Hitler's rise. Okay. So this is where they're comparing his rise to Hitler's rise. First, the Nazi party allowed uneducated leader, of course uneducated leader, to rise to prominence on a white privileged nationalist wave. Second— the conservative establishment party, you got to throw in conservative oh, there, of course. Uh, partly foolishly thought it could appease him by sharing power. So the right wings, the Republicans right. thought, we, hey, we can share yeah, power. We can share with Trump and yeah. it'll be okay. Third, the same Nazi party destroyed media credibility to silence critics. It's okay here to right. say, hey, he's silencing critics. He's destroying uh, media credibility. But then right. fast yeah. forward to now. Hey, we need to silence some of this media yeah, shit that's right. being allowed. Yeah. Fourth, the Nazis literally burned the establishment Congress to the ground. So I don't know if they're saying Trump was going to do that. Yeah. Fifth, it seized authoritarian power by using unchallenged propaganda. Unchallenged propaganda? Like I, COVID propaganda right. that you can't challenge. Right. Or you get kicked off social media pro- uh, platforms because right. people are dying. Yeah. It's literally killing right. people. Yeah. Uh, unchallenged propaganda to precipitate an ex- existential threat allegedly emanating from those outside the white Aryan race and outside the nation's border. So, again, pushing for this white supremacy thing right. that Donald Trump never stood on, right. that I saw anyway. Yeah. 
But it does say the unchallenged propaganda to precipitate an existential threat, like a pandemic, COVID, right? Like the need for these vaccines, or climate change, or climate change, or um, whatever. Inequality, yeah, right. It is the third stage, destroying the credibility of the mainstream media. That's happening right now, and the political morning consult polls shows it's working. Whether it continues to work in the next one, one, two, or three years is still very much an open question. So the problem we're in is destroying destroying the credibility. Trump destroyed the credibility yeah, of mainstream media. It was all media. Trump. It was all Trump. <laughs> Interesting fact. Rewind back to the beginning of the show, the first article where I said Jen Psaki said 65% of this mis misinformation came from and 12 people. 12 people. Do you know how many people own all the mainstream media in this country? A lot less than 12. Six. Yeah. Six companies own all U.S. mainstream media. So she can say, well, we can track back this source of misinformation to blah, blah, blah. But then on the other hand, people like Trump are destroying the credibility of mainstream media that is owned by six people. Right, right. It is easy to control six companies yeah. and then filter down from there. Yeah. It's not Trump that destroyed the credibility of the mainstream media. It's the fucking mainstream media right. that destroyed their I own credibility. I was going to say that. Yeah, the mainstream media destroyed themselves. Yes. And and it's Trump start, called them out on it. Well, and yeah. and all of a sudden he is the one that's trying to manipulate the the, the masses. Right. Well, it started with the 24-hour news cycle when right. they had to have a story for everything. Yeah. And then the the desert storm. Yeah, and then they had to take political sides obviously yeah. because right. we have to appeal to people. Right. Who are our our people, our listeners. Yeah. We have to appeal to their so now we're no longer unbiased even mm. though we all say we're unbiased yeah well but, and they well we know better than the masses mm -hmm. so we're going to direct them in the way they should be thinking yep so right no because we're all stupid and irrational yeah. like yeah. the communist media theory right. states but then they gaslight because then they're like oh well well trump is destroying the credibility because yeah. he thinks he he thinks we don't know what we're talking about or he thinks that right. we're lying and making shit up Right. Well, you are lying and making shit up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. It's there. They're not credible. They make shit up. Yeah. They change the story. Yeah. As things evolve, or at and I understand. The information evolves. Yeah. Especially for like a disease that we didn't know shit right. about. But when you're saying you can't talk about that, and then right. all of a sudden you're saying. Oh, yeah, we can kind of talk about that. Yeah. So I want to kind of wrap this up. We have just a couple more, like a minute or two left. Circle back, like Jen Psaki, yes. to COVID. Because I found this article, COVID-19 origins debate undermines the case for social media censorship. So the whole origin theory yeah. undermines this whole need for social media censorship. Right. It, it's a problem. It's problematic. The yeah. fact that they went from bats to freaking possible lab leak theory, right. it throws their whole, hey, we need to censor this out the window because right. of what we saw this last year. So this one, this one basically states everything that I think about the whole COVID-19 yeah. censorship thing. So let me pull this one up. This is from American Council on Science and Health. So it must be some sort of legitimate science source. Promoting science and debunking junk since 1978. I like it. All right. 
So it says, what should social media companies do to stem the spread of misinformation on their platforms? News outlets, science journals, universities, public health institutes, and nonprofits have spent many years trying to answer this question. Some solutions include hiring 10,000 internet librarians to curate the content we access online and further tweaking algorithms. There's that, mm-hmm. that phrase, tweaking, tweaking algorithms, so that social media users are only exposed to accurate information, among many others. I appreciate the allure of these ideas. If I were given the power to regulate the speech of an anti-biotech activist group, I just might curate their content off the internet forever. There you go. So, I mean, it sounds well and good. It says, but nobody should have that kind of control because none of us are qualified to dictate the truth to everyone else all the time. And such efforts inevitably devolve into political crusades. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that says everything right there. Yeah. It says, when social media companies take aim at misinformation, what they really do is decide who should be allowed to make assertions about the pandemic, yep. who's credible and who's not. So now we're... the making the social media mm-hmm. giants the people who decide what information is credible and what's not. Yeah. Or the White House that's flagging these and telling the social media companies. Yeah. Facebook recently announced that it would no longer take down posts claiming that COVID-19 was man-made or manufactured. And the company's new policy nicely underscores this point about credibility. Here's their statement on why they decided to stop flagging these okay. now. It says Facebook's policy... Tweak, they even call it tweak. tweak. Facebook's policy tweak arrives as support surges in Washington for a fuller investigation. Sounds political to me. Very much so. It says, into the origins of COVID-19. President Joe Biden said in May that he has ordered the intelligence community to redouble its efforts to find out the virus origin and report back in 90 days. Biden also revealed that the intelligence community is split between two theories about the origin. Bipartisan support is also building on Capitol Hill for a a congressional inquiry. In other words, it says the political establishment decided that the investigation or investigating the origins of COVID is a worthwhile enterprise. Made it political. Very much so. And Facebook simply followed Washington's lead. The company had censored its users for more than a year based largely on political considerations. It says, critics allege that mainstream biology is too vested in the national origin hypothesis. So even critics are coming out now and saying, well, if we allow these, then we're going to move away. Because still, like, 90% possibly, like, natural origins. Right. But obviously all the fringe theories that we allow to come into this, come to play in this, are going to overshadow all this because right. of all the conspiracy theorists out there. Says, this is funny, says the Washington Post has corrected the controversial story from February of 2020 that referred to the lab leak theory of the original or the origin of COVID as debunked. <laughs> so you see the two articles, how they posted it. The first one says, Tom Cotton keeps repeating coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. Mm-hmm. Then they went back and retracted that, and now it says, Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus fringe theory, not conspiracy theory, that scientists have disputed, not debunked. Interesting how there's a difference there. When political motivation says, maybe we should look into this, all of a sudden they're like, well, we we should change this and retract this. Well, not only that, but when Trump was calling it, it was racist. That was the whole— You can't go there. Yeah. 
but Biden mentions it and it's like, well, we're going to we're going to we're going to keep an open mind on this one. So this is their they they do the little excerpt at the bottom for the correction. It says earlier versions of the story and its headline inaccurately characterized comments by Senator Tom Cotton regarding the origins of coronavirus. The term debunked and the post use of conspiracy theory have been removed because then as now there was no determination about the origins of the virus. So then why did you write it back then? Right. But now it's now, now it's okay. Cuz this even said then and now. Yeah. Right. There's no determination. Right. Yeah. But back then it was okay to blow him off as a crazy conspiracy theorist. Right. Yeah. It says under pressure from governments, reporters and media scholars, uh, Facebook was urged so it says, under the pressure of gov governments, reporters, and media scholars, Facebook was urged to silence one side of the debate before the relevant facts were available. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, um, hey, things are things are evolving. I can right. again, I can understand if they come out and say yeah. things are evolving. No, but no. When the government, reporters, yeah. media is pushing for them to wipe this clean. Yeah. They, they say, oh, the debate is settled. Yeah. The science it's is debunked. settled. Remember we heard that? Yeah, well, it specifically said yeah. debunked. Debunked, That yeah. means it's settled. Right, exactly, yeah. So we, there's no need and anybody mention this anymore because it's been settled. Yep. So move on. says, just last week, the journal Nature, perhaps the most respected science publication in the world, argued that aggressively pursuing the lab leak hypothesis is dangerous because it could feed into the divisive political environment surrounding the issue. So we still shouldn't bring this up because Politics. it could be divisive and political. Right. We're treading perilously close to a standard where a handful of corporations and the political institutions they listen to, or the state, right. dictate what everyone else is allowed to say Whatever facts of the matter may tell us. Yeah. So that's that's the direction they want us to go. Absolutely. And again, it's different when Facebook decides, yeah. hey, let's get rid of this. But now you got the government leaning on Facebook, mm -hmm. calling them out, suggesting, putting pressure, suggesting, wink, wink, suggesting. Mm -hmm. But by by the highest person in the country, the top person in the country, saying Facebook is literally killing people. Right. Right. What do they do with that? Yeah. It's like, do you just say fuck off? Or when it comes to somebody like Facebook that rolls over for the government, yeah. it's going to turn into, hey, yeah, we're going to work with this. Yeah. Right. You flag this. Yeah. We're going to remove it. Yeah, they're, they're fighting in public, but they're, they're in bed together in, when the doors are closed. <laughs> Maybe we're not heading to Soviet Union-style censorship, but I, we're definitely heading towards that like oh. Germany um, yeah. act that they— had what like the twenty four hours to remove the content right. or get fined right. if it was flagged by the government? Yeah. She's already calling for Absolutely. the government they're, flagging they're it. Militant democracy. Yeah, it, it's coming. We're heading yeah. that direction. Yeah, and yes, the Soviet Union is an extreme, or the Nazi, the Nazi Germany. I I don't see us turning into Nazis. No, it was just the whole point of something that seems like it could be good right. on right. one side can be really bad. Yeah. On the other side, or right. in general, but anytime, yeah, anytime someone's like, "Well, for good, the good of all people, we're gonna do it this way." For the good of democracy, right? Yeah, it is no longer a democracy yeah. when they say, "Hey, uh, the government's gonna make X, Y, Z laws," yeah, to protect democracy. Right. It's no longer right. Or, or when they say that people, the people, can't figure out democracy, so the yeah. government needs to stop, step in to make sure. 
that right. democracy thrives. Yes. Yes, we saw it <laughs> in the Weimar some, Republic. Scary shit right yeah. there. Oh, God. It's it's a headache. Yeah. It's just like reinventing, redefining democracy yeah. when you use terms like militant democracy yeah. or you use things like, well, we got to squash free speech to protect democracy. Yeah. You are reinventing, redefining yeah. democracy. We have to protect democracy from the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, it makes you wonder if people, like the sheep type people, yeah. if they even know the term democracy like rule no, if it no. that it means rule yeah. of the people yeah i mean we're not like a legit democracy we're no. a we're a democratic republic yeah right re representative yeah so i mean we have senators and shit like that so right. we're not a true democracy but we're the closest but but it's this this you know this this good of the collective yeah this which is is currently in the minds of everybody Oh. That is that they're playing off of with this pandemic, right? That the good of the collective, the good of the people, yeah. or the good was, of the populace. Yeah, you know, you have to, you have to. Don't be selfish. Right. Wear a mask to protect your brother next to your neighbor. Saving lives. Get, like other other phrases for like the good of the collective oh, yeah. is saving lives, or um, it's your moral and civic imperative. That was oh, one of my yes. favorites. I love the imperative. Yes. Uh, it's your moral duty. Yeah. Just things like that. Like yeah. these scare things. It's like, do you mm -hmm. want people to die? That's like yeah. the whole good of the collective thing. Yeah. And we, we talked about with Matt Wright, the libertarian guy, the individual rights are the... The most important The thing. most important. They're yeah. like the building block of democracy right. are right. The, the, the individual rights, the rights of the individual. Yeah. So this whole, hey, let's take away your rights for the good of democracy. Yeah. You just broke down democracy because yeah. you broke down the building block yeah. of democracy. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. And, and people are just rolling over on it. No. And it, it really gives the government absolute control when you do that. Yeah. Well, that's what we started the show on. Exactly. Was, I was just about to say that. Was Willingly giving up your freedom. Giving up your rights. For pay, giving up for your freedom. dollars check. It was $1,200 paycheck for the safety for our protection, big bad government yep. protecting us, yeah, because they know it's best for us. Yeah. They're not going to manipulate us like private media will. Yeah. Communist theory, yeah. media theory. There, yeah. That's about all I got for this. It's I, not there's, bad. there's no way to yeah wrap this up cleanly. No, there there is no clean up wrap clean wrap because this is this is starting now like yeah. this is or it's been starting for the last year and and it's starting to go up the next level now yep yep so well then we got we got i i saw somebody i can't even think of who it was who came out and said now republicans are the greatest threat I saw to that. democracy yes yes so it was was it climate change then it was like white supremacists yeah. Yeah. and now they've just blanket said the republicans republicans are yeah. the greatest threat to our democracy now yeah. The other, our political opponents are now the greatest th threat. So we need yeah. to get rid of our yeah. political opponents right. for democracy. Have a one-party yeah. system yeah. for because, democracy. Because we'll all get along then. Unity. Unity by getting rid of the other guy. <laughs> by getting rid of the sentiment of 50% of the people, yeah. we can protect. We disagree with us. Democracy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds clean. That's where like we it. are. I like it. That's the sentiment of our country, the leaders of our country right. now. Right, yeah. 
Let's get out of here, Bill. Once again, this has been a wonderful episode <laughs> of the Break the Bell podcast. Very this is feel why good. feel good. Well, this is why we do what we do. Yes. This is straight up why. This is why we keep coming back to topics like this cuz this is why we do what we do. To protect your personal freedoms and your yes. your free speech and all that fun shit that we love here yes. in America. Yes. And again, don't don't give up your your freedom of speech. Don't give up your arguments. Right. Don't give up your 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 gut feelings because they're not healthy for the rest of society. Yeah. Yeah. Um or because you might get kicked off social right. media platform. Yeah. Fuck social media. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll find a way to keep the shit going if so yeah. if we get kicked off social media. Watch for smoke signals. <laughs> that would be fun. Podcasting via smoke signals. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you check us out all over across social media while we are still allowed to be on social media before we get flagged for misinformation or or literally killing people. <laughs> Being bad for the collective. Being bad for the collective. We are still currently, as far as I know, all over social media. Check us out. Um, join the Facebook forum that we're on. It's called the Break the Bell Forum, where you can join the conversation and um, share some shit. You can share memes if you want to. We, we allow just about anything, as long Absolutely. as you're not an asshole. Um, also, check us out on Patreon if you liked what we're doing and you want to support us more than just opening your ear holes to us every single week. Check out our Patreon. Check out the bonus content by signing up and subscribing to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash break the bell. Uh, make sure you check that out. Otherwise, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back here for the weekend wrap-up to wrap up all the bullshit going on in the country and the world throughout the week. Yes. Or we'll just be back again next Monday live. Live. Bring your ear holes. Bring them. We'll yes. have some more delicious content for your ears. So uh, we will be back then. Make sure you all have a good weekend. Or week. Week. Not even close to a weekend yet. No. I'm kind of wishing. Way off. Way off. Have a great week. Once again, never stop talking because that's the point. Peace. Have a good one. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time, and let us continue to invade your ear holes, and as always, never stop talking.